announce that uh, it's time for us to get started here. Welcome back to the Devil's Work Podcast. I am your host, Sideshow, along with Austin and Skeptic. And today we are here to talk about Megalomaniac, the Belgian film uh, from 2022, directed by Kareem Welhaj. Uh, yeah. This is... Uh, they, well, before we get started, this is the show where we watch fucked up movies, so you don't have to. So, um, <laughs> you know, do with that what you will. The show where but, we uh, take yeah, it upon ourselves to take all the trauma. We yeah. will jump on that grenade for you guys. <laughs> I, I, I will say that before before recording this, I did take two Adoracs, uh just to quell the anxiety. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's from this movie because I just finished it before we recorded this. So if that's not a sales pitch, I don't know what is. <laughs> for real yeah this is this was easily i talked about in the last episode this is easily one of my favorite like watches of the the past year because i think it just got released on streaming recently i don't think it was a wide release film i think it was a it was uh, in like film circuits and stuff like that in uh 2022 and then dropped recently on streaming platforms so that being said, I believe we all rented this one yep. um, from various platforms, but uh, I think it's well worth your time. I think it's uh, this is uh, one of the fucking most interesting like additions to this sort of genre uh, that we've had in a little in, in recent years, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to multiple genres as we were discussing yeah. earlier. Yeah, 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 for sure. I do want to. This is a. Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't realize it was going to be such a recent movie for whatever reason. I just thought it was going to be like a few years older. Um, But yeah, I was kind of surprised when I saw it was from 2022 before I started watching it. And then I was further surprised when I saw on Amazon it had a three out of five stars. And I was like, "Hmm, amateurs. And then the movie ended. (laughs) And and I was like, hold up, hold up, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all have different uh, different opinions, I think, about this one going into it, which is going to make this for a really interesting conversation. Real, <laughs> real quick, fight. I want to mention... <laughs> probably, yeah, there's going to be some <laughs> of that. But um, I want to mention, too, you, you said we all rented this, which we did, but I do want to mention that um, I totally, hypothetically, maybe try to stream this for free off of a hypothetical fake website <laughs> that's not real, uh, which, which I hypothetically do a lot. Um, but... I was very concerned. I was like, this, I was like, so I'm finding, I'm clicking around on on links. I'm like trying to type in keywords and everything. And I find a link that finally has the movie. Um, Luckily, I didn't stay there for long and I did rent the movie because it wasn't uh, in subtitles. It was just straight up uh, Belgian French. Um, But I was very scared and I didn't mention this until now. But like, as soon as I went on the website, all of the advertisements were just plastered in porn ads. And knowing Joey, I was like, (laughs) I know what type of film this is. Why am I seeing (laughs) like local MILFs in my area that are down to (laughs) spoon with me? (laughs) I was very, very frightened. I was like, the dark web isn't this easy. I need like, you know, equipment to get there. Why am I here right now? (laughs) I was so concerned. And then I didn't see subtitles. And I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I just rented it on Prime. (laughs) 
I know I should not be here right now. Yeah, yeah, you were you were accidentally on a very bad website. I feel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. So, so yeah. if Austin's FBI agent is listening, that was a goof. <laughs> Everybody gets did, a mole. I did. He didn't I mean did it. I did find this really. I found this really cool hack though. This one guy uh, grew his his schlong in three days, and and the government hates him for this one simple secret. Um, clicked on it. This is crazy. It's some wild information. I don't know if you've heard of joking, but dude, changed my life. <laughs> okay, but um, <laughs> to segue out the of joke here, man, come. I did write down some uh, trigger so warnings uh, to to be uh, brief and specific uh, yeah, with it. Yeah, please, because this is this is yeah. gonna be pretty. We're we're back to heavy trigger warning yeah. uh, territory on this one. <laughs> I, I kept it brief, um, but there it, just kind of go into this expecting to be offended um, in every sense of the way. Um, there's a lot of sexual assault. In, yeah, uh, when I say sexual assault. Think MF Doom when it's like all caps when you spell the name. Like it's every variety and subgenre <laughs> of sexual assault. Like it, it's, we got. It's, it's also as it as it goes on, it's it gets less and less realistic <laughs> overall. Yeah, but early early on, there's um, a physical it's assault. Graphic. There's a physical yeah. assault early on, and then when it gets to the yeah. sexual assault, those both feel really really real. But then by mm-hmm. the end of the film, like at the climax, the there's kind of like some unbelievable shit going on. But the first couple times yeah. where he just like walks up and smacks somebody in the head and they they topple over, it really it really yeah, felt like graphic. you're just filming somebody hitting somebody with a hammer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that uh, off mic too about like how I mean even then like <clears throat> and we talk about man bites dog. Uh, you know, to this day, compares to a lot of these movies, but like literally, this this felt like shot in that documentary style you brought up, Austin. Like yeah, how it feels like it feels like a real live action thing that you're watching, and you're just mm-hmm. like, I shouldn't be watching. I forgot man. I brought that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should mention I I did watch this movie twice because I did watch it last night, and uh, I got a little too carried away with myself, so kind of forgot the last forty minutes of the no, movie. No, Woke up today, and I was like, I got, I I'm gonna. I'm going to watch this again and I'm going through my phone and I'm seeing all these messages <laughs> I sent Joey and they're like just four minute like yeah, audio was, captures like every, every, <laughs> every, every five, like five minutes. minutes he, kept, he kept pausing it <laughs> and like giving me voice notes <laughs> that I don't remember sending. <laughs> but I did I did in that stupor write down a quick oh, uh, with the trigger warnings. I, I put a little uh, for fans of so a quick way to like pitch the movie. Um, if you're oh, really yeah. into things yeah. like high tension or like Joey said, anything like uh, new French extremity, this this very much feels in that Whoa. vein. Um, I also wrote down. I don't know why I wrote yeah. this, but um, uh, insidious looper. The Handmaiden and all things Lars von Trier, and then for some reason I put Eddie's Million yeah. Dollar Cookoff, <laughs> the Disney Channel original <laughs> movie, <laughs> and I do vaguely remember. I do vaguely remember, and I'll get into that. But um, I kind of pieced it together while reading that, and uh, I had to. I had to mention that because of how stupid it was. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're a fan <laughs> of any of those fun. things, early 2000s Disney Channel original movies or Lars von Trier. Um, you're probably gonna like this movie. If you're a, lot. a fan of the anime, if you're a fan of the anime, Corey in the house. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a wide fucking spectrum. <laughs> That's just a. S- Literally, everyone listening is so confused. Uh, right now. <laughs> they really are. We've devolved into mania. But to uh, uh, but just to recap, tr- trigger warnings. Uh, you know, physical assault, sexual assault. There's there's blunt force trauma. There's uh, knife violence. There's uh, some implications and outright showings of incest just yeah there's actual depictions yeah (laughs) there's uh a lot of a lot of like blood and gore even in some situations where it's like not quite that bloody uh which all as austin Mm -hmm. said it's really exaggerated i'll kind of mention that it opens with like a um a birth scene that is like really really Mm -hmm. traumatic so just you know yeah so people know going into it like yeah uh but yeah i think that pretty much covers uh covers the bases there yeah yeah and i want to bring up uh before we actually get into it like this was uh there's it's not well it's not explicitly based on an actual story uh he did apparently derive from it, a real it, event yes, that happened. Yeah, the ser- in um, the serial killer they mention at the beginning is a real serial killer, but no one knows yeah. who it is, and the movie's not really about him or those events. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. It's very interesting in that way. Yeah, it's very interestingly handled. Uh, the the name of the killer was the Butcher of Mons or Mon. Uh, probably uh, Mon. Is, uh, the yeah, Butcher of Mon, a uh, medium name given to an unidentified serial killer who committed five murders between January 1996 and July 1997 in or near Belgian city of Mon. And uh, yeah, just because he it's he was named that because just like, you know, Jack the Ripper, he was just like highly precise with how he dis- dismembered like bodies and stuff. And uh, the victims were placed in plastic bags, clearly clearly visible on the roadside or on a channel embark- embankment. So we're going to kind of see that's like a through line in this one too, like the way that the, the bodies are disposed of as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of uh, nods to the actual like events that were going on. And I think that was a really neat way of incorporating like reality into the fiction world. Yeah. You know? And it's an interesting thing to do. Um, and there's other things in life or in media, I guess is what I mean, that uh, build Mm. on things in life where, like, uh, this is kind of funny. Literally earlier today, Amanda and I just kind of went down by the waterfront near our house. We, like, went and got some some little breakfast sandwiches, and we just kind of hung out and ate them over there. And then we saw this little little dog, and uh, he was running around. He was off leash. He kept running up to people's dogs and wanting to play with them and stuff. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, that seems like that's somebody's dog. And we were just talking about there's lots of, like, stray animals around here. Maybe he was somebody's dog, and then he got loose, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, we just stuck around for a minute, and we're looking back at him. And then as we were walking away to our car, we saw this man walk up holding a leash. And we were like, are you looking for your dog? He's like, yeah, I am. Is he a little black dog? Yeah, he is. I was like, he's... Right there, I could see him from here. You see over by like that that <laughs> ledge and those people over there. That's him right there. And we we walked away, and I was like, oh well, that's nice, you know, because life you don't get closure in life a lot. So like 
that's cool we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool we don't have to worry and like wonder about this dog all day <laughs> we're you know <laughs> yeah but but kind of similarly now, is the butcher the dog in this <laughs> yes this metaphor? The, the butcher is the dog most of us go home without without finding out what happened to the dog or the butcher um but i was just looking at this movie uh fire in the sky which is about like a well-known oh yeah kind of ufo dude. event yeah. uh that like true crime podcasts and stuff cover pretty frequently i've heard yeah. a couple podcasts about it um, but similarly, it's just kind of like this thing that's unknown that sort of happened, sort of didn't. It, it's an interesting space to occupy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just it's a great prompt for a story. You know what I mean? A great jumping off point. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, kind of, kind of like Zodiac, wanted... where they filled in some gaps. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also, uh, before we actually get into like the meat of like the story, I wanted to say too that I found it really uh, interesting that XYZ Films produced this. They also um, or distributed it. Either either one. Um, they had done Wolf of Snow Hollow mm. too, so I thought that was very interesting seeing those both very yeah. close back to back. And just the range that they have for their <laughs> horror was very interesting. We're yeah, getting like a slapstick the, comedy yeah, horror, absolutely, and then this just brutality and like surrealist art house film it was really really cool to see the the versatility that they're willing to pick up films on yeah their roster is is insane man they're getting up there with like you know the range of like neon and a24 mm-hmm. and all them so i definitely seen a lot of really good uh movies coming out of that company but um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess we could give a little uh, synopsis kind of off the top. This film oh, follows shit. XYZ uh, made Blackberry, which is a very like pre- like a prestige <laughs> drama about the phone with Glenn yeah. Howerton as oh, the inventor. Oh, that's right. I've been meaning to yeah. watch that one. Yeah, yeah I, 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 one. I really want to see that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, nah, yeah you yeah. guys are right. They have a hell of a range. It is. Yeah, it's a really good roster that they got over there. But um, yeah, the 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 film sort of follows. Um, we open up with like the, uh, it, it's the tale of the butcher. Essentially, you're following this one character, and like it fast forwards uh, after the birth of his daughter, and so we're kind of following the children uh-huh. of a serial killer as the movie progresses. And I mean, that's kind of all you really need for this. It's not really. I, I wouldn't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it yet because th- it's it's an interesting character study. I think in 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 terms of like in in terms of films coming out recently with this type of uh, I guess grit to them, you would say like it really does feel like a great addition to the French extremity movement that we've seen in the likes of Martyrs, uh, High Tension, things like that of of like that realm with violence with a point, you know what I mean, and, and not just violence for the sake of violence, like just to gross you out and stuff. I, I really think this does have a lot and going on underneath the surface. And and I got to say like I I felt the opposite. I felt like this was a bunch of special effects uh artists who got together and were like uh none of us really has like a great idea for a script. Let's just make this thing where we can just like really show off all of our visuals. Cuz there's lots of parts in this movie like at the very beginning we see a birth and this lady is like chained down but she just has like mm-hmm. blood and viscera, viscera all over her <laughs> face and neck, and like mm-hmm. it's just like that's not how having a baby works. Like, yeah, like there's yeah, a yeah. there's well, a lot of stuff like I... that where it's just 
uh, and then it blends it blends the the reality with the fiction, you know, and like the world's kind of many. That's why, like, I you know we've talked about on the show before. I really am a huge fan of things like that. If you could do it right, which I think this movie does really right. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's a matter of taste, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm of really. Course, you know, we're not always gonna agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this episode. Hearing this now too, because normally, you know, we tend to be on the same page, or maybe one of us is off. But mm-hmm. it's like. Joey's hardcore in one lane, you're in this lane, and I'm like kind of perfectly yeah. <laughs> in the middle. And I'm I, I really want to have this conversation We're now Oscar's because soul. yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> again, I watched it that first time, and I am a sucker for style, and I'm a sucker for just a very unique vision, yeah. and I can look mm-hmm. past like a story that doesn't make much sense if you have like uniqueness visually, and it and it grabbed me, and then rewatching it today with like a clearer head, that story just kind of fell to pieces in the kind of the midway point for me, and then it just it, it's like you said where. It feels like like uh, an effects like portfolio at times, but I also feel like there is a story here. It just feels like they they have like two separate movies that would be really good on their own, like going on at the mm-hmm. same time. And it just feels like yeah. they didn't know which one to pick, so they kind of tried to make two things going on. But it's not like an A plot B plot thing. It's like two whole separate things, kind of mishmashing in this like. Yeah, muddied, kind of like muddied mess at the end. Yeah, yeah, overlapping. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 at one point, the thing that is the B plot, like I noticed, there was a scene where they were just like, "Okay, he's doing this thing again," but that's because like we want you to know he does it all the time. But it's like, I think we kind of got that by this point. So it's kind of yeah. like they 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 were like padding for time at one point in a two hour movie. Um. And the, yeah. Which is really interesting, too, because this is, uh, if we watched it all on Amazon, this is the hour and 42 minute one. And uh, Joey brought up that there's there's that's one right. that's even longer. So I'm, I'm interested on what they actually cut. I, yeah, I have no idea if that's the case. But yeah. it, when you Google the movie, it tells you that's like an hour and 50 something minute cut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And and I feel like that I, could help I would it a lot, watch like, even though I it would, feels I would padded. Be yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, damn. if that all sounds good to, I mean, if that sounds good to you guys, check this one out. I am very excited to talk about this one though. Like I said, this was one of my favorite watches of of uh, last year. Just kind of, it's it's such a shock to the system when you first watch this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I think I think kind of like we've yeah. we've said about like Green Room, like we're always teeing that up. Is that'll be like a big <laughs> mm-hmm. a big you know that's the that's the death match. Bro. That's that's the thing is like between between friends who are uh, like very comfortable, like an argument doesn't mean like that we hate each other. It just means that we're on different oh, different no, sides absolutely. of a conversation. Um, yeah, it's fine. But uh, but yeah, I'm. I think this will end up being a very interesting episode for for the same yeah. same reason Austin <laughs> said and trying to uh, trying to also be open minded though because sometimes you do flip me so I don't know we'll see. I'm telling you, it's happened with you. You've done that to us multiple times. We you did it. You did it for Noriko for me. Like you talking about Noriko's dinner gonna, table exactly made me love that movie. I that was that was like prison for me watching that movie that was like really <laughs> rough for me to get through and then listening to you explain it i was like oh okay that's yeah okay it's still it's still no it's a yeah, no for me but you can i appreciate everything yeah. better you know 
Yeah, and I tried to I tried to do that with this one, like looking up, you know, trying to find ways to read different things about this. But it's just such a new movie. There's there's been, not a lot it, of yeah dissections. Yeah, that's of exactly it. what I was gonna say. There's not a lot of dissections. There's not even a whole like synopsis really on IMDb. There's not even a whole. There's there's nothing really that's not it's not talked about very much. You know. Yeah, and the the reviews I do see are <laughs> either like really really for it or really really against it. And against is, it. Yeah, it's yeah it's really interesting how divisive it is. Yeah, I'll take that any day though over a movie where everyone's like it's all right. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Where the the reception is lukewarm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's the worst type of art. Uh, like bad art is better than okay art. I, absolutely, it's supposed to say something. But when you when you scroll so, through, let's, like let's, like even screenshots of the film, that I I just have this yeah. one specific review that I was looking at still up, um, and there's a ton of screenshots in here. I'll send it to the group chat so you guys can see. But when you scroll down, yeah. this film has such a like evocative perfect beautiful visual language that's what makes me feel like it's a bunch of really really talented visual people they and and they just needed more story people working with them i got you i got you yeah because the i believe if 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 i'm correct uh the director also did the writing and and i was thinking this whole time i was like i would love to see like this director just kind of focus on music videos because there's so many good like like deathcore oh, or yeah, like core bands sure. like metal for bands sure. that like yeah. could just he could yeah. lend so much to just music in general and Absolutely. like that extreme music that, scene that opening alone yeah that you just need alone, like bro. just look at the lyrics make something look amazing and he would kill um but yeah i was yeah yeah i get that yeah he 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 did write it Kareem, he wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. produced mm. Uh, cinematography by Francois Damn. Schmidt, music by Simon Fransquet. The music was really good. I remember thinking the that. Music mm-hmm. is hard and as fuck in this movie. I love it. So Simon and then another guy by the name of Gary Moonboots. <laughs> That's a fucking great name. I fucking love <laughs> I love it. That's, I that's love fucking it. fantastic. Are you kidding me? That's and oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> I think this might be the the only thing on on Gary's IMDb right now. Yeah, but I hope, I hope Gary gets some more Gary, work. We're rooting for you. <laughs> Papa needs a second pair of boots. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. If, if that all sounds good to you guys, uh, please check this one out. I highly recommend it. Uh, we're going to get into it. So uh, strap the fuck in, dog. <laughs> yeah, I will say, you know, even with the divisive nature, I, I think that makes it even more something worth people's time in a way. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead and decide for yourself. Exactly. So we begin with, uh, t- uh, t- not title card, but just uh, text on the screen in the south uh-huh. of Belgium starting on March 22nd 1997 about 15 garbage bags were found on roadsides over a period of six months inside pieces of women's bodies were found we see a person running through a field half naked wearing only a jacket and underwear they collapse to their knees in the middle of a road and begin to weep the intro continues the case of the butcher made the headlines 
Five women were attributed to him, all women living alone, aged between 21 and 43. On October 18, 1987, the cases suddenly stopped. During 20 years, the investigators explored 1,700 tracks. We have never found out why nor who he nor ever who he was. Yeah, that was that was and an then, uh, it, that was an interesting uh, <laughs> translation note to say tracks. Later, they say leads, not leads. Yeah, 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 yeah. which which, yeah. Tra- <clears throat> which translates better to us. Like, yeah, you're following somebody's tracks, but like, it made me yeah. think like because yeah. they were found by roads. Do they mean like they just did this huge search of all these like rural roads and stuff? You know, actual just just tracks. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was just a translation thing. Just yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, I I feel like I feel like that would have been a better choice of literally just that one word. Mm-hmm. So we cut to a large stone building where a woman can be heard screaming from inside. And uh, this is a crazy shot, it's, like down these like crazy dilapidated stairs such... that like go into this like sewer lip sewer fucking uh, evil villains lair yeah. type shit. Yeah, straight up just stereotypically <laughs> evil lair shit. Yeah, with, <laughs> yeah. With a sign up. that I think in French says like uh, like entry forbidden or something like that. Entry, yeah, entry forbidden for sure. Um, it says, uh, we are introduced to presumably the butcher character. He's standing, looking in a mirror while a woman on a table nearby is bloodied and bound by chains. She appears ready to give birth nearby. A little boy watches this unfold with a look of terror in his eyes. And once the baby is born, we cut to a shot of the woman's face. Her eyes are piercing red and they are massively dilated. And she is almost growling at this point. Yeah, she. <clears throat> it's pretty cool. This part, it, I've seen it. Uh, they they compared it. They said it's less of a birth scene and more like a possession scene, which it definitely it, plays. It's like clear. One. It's clearly that she's, uh, or it's clear <clears throat> that she's, uh, you know, having giving birth against her will, like mm. like she's not there happily. You know, like even yeah, it doesn't even beyond her yeah, being it, like strapped down, like like mm, mm. it's it's like she's not pushing; she's trying to do the opposite almost. Like yeah, keep the baby in, like like. But that's what I'm saying. It plays like a possession thing where she's not in control of her own like actions, you know, and everything. It just feels like, and then the animalistic nature of how she's like growling and fucking like jerking at the chains. Yeah. It's and that's another thing where yeah. I'm like, you know, even if this is, and it feels like the implication is, you know, this is one of the five women that he murdered, but this one, he he raped and impregnated and kept her as a as mm-hmm. like a pet until she gave birth, and then probably just killed her afterwards and put her in bags and threw the body away, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but it's just like. Because they they pointedly talk about in uh, some of the reviews that the parents of the kids are no longer around, and you just never find out why. Yeah, like you never figure out anything about that, and that's true. Which, yeah. which I think yeah, was kind I, um, of a, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I specifically noted the possession like nature of it because, um, you you know, I kind of took away obviously that that our main character or one of our main characters that we're going to be introduced to, this is kind of like her being birthed or, or them, one of them. Um, but 
there's mm. this scene where it clearly shows like a distinction of like outside of what's going to be our main character there is this weird like supernatural element to it where like you said like the the birthing process itself her eyes turn this like infectious red and they're like almost contact like it's mm -hmm. not bloodshot like i paused it to make sure they weren't like you know bleeding or anything she has this like supernatural uncanniness to her and there's one other point where yeah. later towards the end of the movie another character outside of our main character experiences yep. like the sight of something that feels supernatural. But other like, than that, our eyes. main character is the only one that 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 experiences all of these supernatural events. So the whole movie, it kind of like mm, I'm like, is she is she going crazy? Like, are we just like experiencing what she experiences in the psychosis? But then also oh, the beginning and the I end of the movie. Thought about that. There in in the one you're you're talking about with the eyes isn't even what I'm talking about because that's also her experiencing that. Like that's, she's feeling that yeah, presence. A, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but there are yeah. two characters that kind of see this 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 like brooding force around her. So I'm kind of confused mm -hmm. on like, is it really there? Is it something that we're supposed to take like a supernatural threat, or is it just kind of like a metaphor for like this 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 taking on a legacy that you don't want to have? Is it more of an allegory, Baba Duke situation? It, yeah, that, yeah, 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 for sure, exactly. And I think either one plays. Mm -hmm. That that yeah. that was kind of the. Uh... Kind of what I thought, but I but I sort of thought that it was a little bit um, just cheap in the way that, like, I've heard this said, like, I've never seen Frozen, but I've heard this said about Frozen, that there's, like, a character who's seemingly good, but he's actually the bad guy, and, there, mm -hmm. and there's parts mm -hmm. where he's, like, alone by himself... Um, yeah, I've heard the same thing. And, and he's, like, and he's, like, still... <laughs> keeping up this facade but that but it's like that's not really fair because like he wouldn't be doing that you just did that because an audience would be sitting in the theater watching this scene and we yeah, and we yeah, need to still yeah, believe yeah. he's a good guy you know uh -huh. um, but kind of similarly mm -hmm. in this with all the supernatural stuff there's all this like is it or is it not real uh but then there's a few parts where they just show it to us and the characters don't see it. And it's like, Oh, it's supposed to be real. Like, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like, like there's, there's that interesting aspect of it. The fact that Austin just brought up that we are seeing most of the supernatural shit happening in her perspective or in, in her vicinity, at least, you know what I mean? That at least in that regard, it's not happening. Like, to other characters like you're like you're saying and that's true and i never really put that together even until just now like you guys saying that so i don't know i just think that's an interesting like approach to you know that sort of uh uh form of storytelling i guess yeah so uh the baby is wrapped in a blanket and then handed to the boy standing nearby we cut to an incredible shot of the butcher spitting up blood as the title cards read. The title card reads "Megalomaniac," and then this is where the the music video shots come in. Like literally, that's what I was. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just about to say. I, I was like, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we get so many of these cool, like static slow mo, like amazing shots that I would just see in like a mm -hmm. dying wish music video or like a metalcore yeah. music video. Like any hardcore yeah, band absolutely. would have this fucking, as a music this is video. Fucking moon it's, yeah, it's so underutilized. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we see a man sitting in the car, looking down a street as the butcher marches towards him. He- Above him, there's an image of a naked and bloody butcher swan diving towards the concrete. Not e- not even swan diving. He's like he's like t posing, and I think it. I, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's like just his upper half. And he's just like floating down into the alley. I think you see mm-hmm. his feet. You see his feet. That's why I was like, like you see his feet just behind him. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's why I put like swan diving. Yeah, because it does look like he's like Christ posing. Yeah. This this was like the main point that I wrote Lars von Trier on, and I mean, there's the obvious comparison to like the opening of yeah, Antichrist. Yeah, for sure. But like this shot right yeah. here, there's a couple yep. of them. There's one at the very end, um, also that just feels so specifically him in his movies. Is well as i really like the shot too because Mm -hmm. this harkens back to like me bringing up the whole is it supernatural element because this is where we're first introduced to the to the the killer the father whatever he may be um in in the megalomaniac paint the megalomaniac thank (laughs) you that's fair um yeah Uh, uh, amanda went is this racist (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a thought that I had. But like at the same time, I I did think that. But then the way they do his makeup as well as a lot of shots with um, face paint or just makeup in general. Do you know the artist uh, Barnett Newman? He does the solid red paint pictures with the stripes Mm. through them. His whole thing is that like Mm. people respect him um, because he can do like a solid giant canvas in just one color of red paint. But like you can get a magnifying glass and his brush strokes are literally perfect. And like a lot of the shots with with the makeup department in this movie reminded me a lot of that because they just get this perfect sheen of like just black on this guy's face to where it kind of transcends that like vaudeville, tasteless, disgusting kind of trope. And it makes him very empty (laughs) and like shallow and demonic. And that's why I thought like him falling for me in this scene was the, the, the kind of either his suicide or just his death. Cause I don't know if you explained it, but it's going to Mm. cut to what is going to be his son years later. Um, And I thought that that was him kind of having like a flashback of uh, his father dying and seeing his death. And then we see that black figure approach and it's kind of this like looming force of like, the uh, the legacy kind of reminding him like you need to take my place because you know yeah, you're yeah, my yeah. son. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I didn't even put that together. Like him seeing that, yeah, that that would be an image of of his father, either yeah, his father's death essentially, mm-hmm. and like him kind of flashing back to the last m- m- seconds of that, and like being and it, scarred by that for sure. And that, it is and right that's before. Very interesting too. Yeah, it's right before we we see our first uh, scene of him taking over the family business. Also, it's kind of like a reinforcer for him mm-hmm. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the figure approaches, uh, but stays shadowy, and his eyes are clearly and disturbingly visible. Uh, we cut to a shot in the same alleyway, and a woman is walking into a building when she's brutally attacked by the men sitting in the car. He bashes her head in with a weapon of some sort, then carries her body back to the vehicle and places it in the trunk. And and it's uh, and which it's, was violent. This shit it's is all done violent ab- as fuck. It's all bro. done about as quickly as as you reading it right there, which I kind of applaud mm-hmm. because that's how women in real life get kidnapped. Yeah, like yep, it just happens. You know that that's that's yeah. all this kind of stuff happens all the time, and that's yeah. You know, it's not like this big drawn out slow mo. 
choreographed dance is just someone getting yeah, clipped yeah, in, in sure. the head and thrown in a trunk. Which I appreciated, like the like I said, the lead up to it because it really like that's where the artsy side of it is, and then like the brutality and the shit just feels so cold and just like matter of fact, and then it just it's it's it happens and it's over, and like the the violence in the movie isn't really like ever prolonged. We talked about that how like it's not as like intense as you would assume it would be based on like the genre it's placed in. Because, like, yeah, it's it's shocking when it first happens and it's very jarring. But also it's because of a lot of the moment the, the movie is spent kind of in this ambiance of, like, gritty, depressing, just broken people, you know. And, like, and it's, it's more like a character study of them. And then it just, the violence kind of is sprinkled in there. And I think that it's kind of, like, not, I wouldn't say there's jump scares in here. There's one fucking scene that I absolutely goddamn hate and it sends a there chill on my spine every me. time i fucking see it there was two really yeah, good jump scares shit, oh god damn it. it's not even a jump scare let's think it's well, not okay one of them scare. isn't a jump scare but happens. there is a good jump scare to be fair and it's uh probably like 10 minutes but in this one just yeah no that there's one's no, great there's no lead up to it yeah there's, fuck that scene fucking <laughs> 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 oh, i hate it it's so well done but yeah there's not a lot of like intentional jump scares in this movie it mm-hmm. really is just you're sitting in the ambiance of everything and how like the the mood of everything is just so dark and like you were saying about the violence um something i did like about the way the violence is filmed and portrayed is that the actual violence itself is extremely hyper you know graphic hyper realistic but at the same time yeah. where you'd get a movie like serbian film or even like you know, the whole um, <laughs> sexual assault revenge tropes of like the 70s and like when it got bre- brought back in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spit with, like on Last your House grave. on the Left and stuff. Yeah. 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 They, they yep. hold too long to like, there's a fine line of like, this is violence and we're going to show you the visceral nature of it. We're going to make you feel sick. But it feels almost documentary style the way they film this movie compared to like mm-hmm. the fetishizing of like holding on a shot of just yeah, a yeah, woman yeah. being like ravaged you see it and it holds but mm-hmm. the way that it's edited it almost feels very like animal planet tasteful. documentary <laughs> like it's 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 hard to explain um, yeah, yeah. and i have stuff you know, written I'm, down for it later but yeah I, i'm i might forget to bring it up but as well like uh again when it comes to like the realism of certain things like rape is very rarely about like wanting to come it's about like wanting to inflict it's all power yeah yeah Yeah. that's like psychologically Mm -hmm. what it's about and in and in this movie when it happens it is a man wanting to just like punish a woman that he's just like Mm -hmm. saying out loud like he doesn't even find attractive like it's Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah and i thought that was an interesting note to add in there yeah yeah for sure so uh we are introduced to the character of martha who works as a janitor in a factory of some sort yeah her co-workers act vulgar and aggressively towards her one goes as far as to pee in an area she's cleaning and wipes his hands on her coat he's interrupted by a man who asks martha if everything's okay we're introduced to jerome he scolds the man demanding him to respect her work and he as he walks off Martha pauses on her way home when she sees two women walking past her, each with one white eye wearing red shawls, which I 
fucking that loved that was that, that scene. was it was so that cool. was something too that I gotta say is the the whole like white eye motif never meant anything. Mm. It becomes a thing all throughout the movie, but yeah. it just never means anything other than just like these are creepy people all throughout the movie. I don't I don't remember. You, yeah, you, does it happen more than once? Like you. I don't know if it happens. You see it a couple more times in the movie. People with like like one eye looks white, and then sometimes when you see them again, they don't still have it. But uh, like, I think there's even a couple shots where where Martha has like the white thing over her eye. Uh, But yeah, just ultimately, I was like, what does that even like mean? Maybe that's oh, interesting. Maybe that's just in in this shot right here. Like we don't get. It's also mm-hmm. like it's a beautiful like design. It's a beautiful costume. It's beautiful makeup. Like yeah, it looks stylistically yeah, great. Gorgeous, but that's yeah. where I really think like some things had to have gotten like cut last minute because this is an example, like you said, where like it kind of doesn't get brought back up. Like a lot of things, it's there and it mm-hmm. looks really cool. But then I'm like, why am I mm-hmm. seeing this? They're clearly like a nun or like something adjacent in a religious aspect. So, I mean, it could yeah, just yeah, be them kind of yeah. sensing her presence, sensing that there's something wrong and I can get that, but they kind of focus on yeah. that and a yeah. lot of things in this movie in a way where it's going to get brought back up. And then I don't know if it just didn't make it on the, like the editing floor, but it just kind of vanishes, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. I get also, you, I get you. Yeah. Also, last thing, when we're introduced to her, um, I got to say two words, and it's it, it made it very hard <laughs> to focus on her as an actress because all I could see was Elizabeth Moss, and that's why I put Handmaid in Tale. Um, I swear no, totally. to God, dude, I fucking totally, thought the same thing. Totally. Like, yeah, it, totally she she was like a quartz thing. or like a, a crystal or something because when the light would hit her, her face would change between <laughs> Elizabeth Moss and Kristen Stewart, and I could not stop yeah. thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a prism of those two. Totally, that's so it was fucking so funny, dude. jarring. <laughs> that's so you, you, funny. Yeah, you, I have you know, this exact same. Thought. Elizabeth Moss is probably my favorite Scientologist. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that I was like, did she pay the fee to like see all of the Bible finally, and they like just cloned her? Like, is this her ability now because she gave them like six million dollars? She like she got to the she part can about now the make like double the bank as an actress. <laughs> uh, all her feed-ins got checked. That's, yeah, exactly. All her feed-ins, she went clear. <sighs> oh man, so yeah. um where were we? Back at home, she warms up a loaf of bread for dinner and sits down at the table and opens her phone. And she begins to say things like, what's up with Julie? That's pretty tight, huh? Bitch, that's right. I like it. I like it. He's so handsome is another one that she says. She looks over at the loaf of bread and tells it to be quiet and that it is so fucking annoying. She then slams the bread with her fist and begins picking at it before going full Joey on a Saturday night when I get some T-Bell in front of me. <laughs> Was it twenty eight dollars a T Bell? <laughs> Shout out Evelyn. Twenty eight dollars a T Bell. <laughs> you know what's fucked up is that's like four crunchy tacos. Yeah, yeah. it's bad now. The meme doesn't even work yeah, anymore. Absolutely. I know. Seventy nine dollars no, a T Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this scene has like another issue is that like in those in those conversations to herself when she's like reading whatever messages, I kind of took that as like. 
not necessarily a dating app, but she's talking to women. She seems to be wanting the attention of women. So I kind of took it away of like, yeah. I'm like, is she a lesbian? But then again, also not the, you know, assault. Um, but there are later things towards the end of this movie that kind of also contradict that. Um, but they kind of set these mm, like mm. breadcrumbs up in multiple aspects of telling a story where I'm like, I, I don't know. It just kind of, this movie in the first half is just one whole thing. And then they kind of like halfway through writing the script threw everything out the window um, well, in a it, lot of it, ways. It could, in, also, in, it, it could also be that she's just bi. And it could also be that, that it, it, it feels like, but it, but to your point, it feels like if she is bi, the, the reasoning that they're giving is she's just so lonely she would accept love from anyone which isn't okay. like a real life reason of why anyone would be gay or bi or pan or anything else it, would, it wouldn't just I, yeah no no one it, would be like i'm so lonely i'm just gonna start blowing guys even though i've been yeah I've been, they don't i'm not attracted even to though them. yeah even though yeah. i've been straight forever or whatever like Unless you're having an awakening, that's a different thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but no yeah, one's exactly. going to do it <laughs> simply because I'm striking out with the the ones I want. Because there's so, money, so I'll in just it. go to anything. You know, <laughs> that's fair. That's that's completely fair. the The only other thing in the scene that I liked a lot was when she smashes the the. It was like cornbread or some type of like cakey bread i don't know um but yeah it was like a loaf of bread i, I just put that in on the notes just a loaf of bread they do like this cool like shot and like they do it a couple of times with like like violence where you can kind of see it's almost like they take a frame out when she goes to hit it and like they do that a lot with uh, a lot of the hits and stuff yeah, where yeah, yeah, it'll like sure. s it'll hold for half a second like it's rendering something and then it'll just mm -hmm. cut to like a whole different frame and um that's just one of the like things about the violence in this movie that I like a lot. It feels very real and grounded in its in its terror and in yeah. its you know violence. But then there is this like uncanny, like very Salvador Dali surrealist like aspect to it that kind of like escalates throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can hella see Dolly as just like yeah. a just a straight up artistic influence. Um, of, oh yeah, for of sure. Of a lot of these visual sure. artists, even if it's even if yeah. it's just literally yeah. that they like the just the look and the feel, um, not yeah. as, as opposed to being as heavily into psychedelics as he is. But you know, I wouldn't be mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's it's how I imagine like mercury poisoning would feel like over time rather than psychedelics. This movie is so just That's so fucking funny. Oh my God. <laughs> like That's so this, 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 this is what Poe like saw through his point of view from all the opioids or whatever. I don't know, man. This movie is bleak. I'm not going to see this when I do mushrooms. That's it's, all I'm going to say. Real, yeah, this is a real, yeah, this is a real bummer of a movie yeah. for sure. So in the middle of the night, she's awoken by nightmares of screeching figures in a dimly lit tunnel, which is really cool. They're all very shadowy and backlit by this like red fucking light in the tunnel. It's fucking, it's so this, cool. That was the jump so scare creepy. that got me really good. Also, oh, in the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah like just sure, that quick sure. jar. It's, it's creepy, man. It's yeah. fucking, yeah, it's it's because it happens for like you get it for less than a second. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. 
So she runs down the hallway and into a room to awaken the same man we saw who attacked the woman earlier. She tells him that she heard a noise in the kitchen and thinks that there's someone this, in the this house. This Jared Leto Joker looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, no eyebrows. Ass yeah, he's like bitch. a. I, I wrote down non-binary Bill Skarsgar. Like he's he's very. Like, <laughs> my name is, it, it's my the name no is eyebrows. non-binary very... Skarsgard. <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh man, that's so. so good. Um, he thoroughly. He thoroughly checks the staircase and then tells her that she just had a nightmare and that nobody's there. He asks if she ate too much sugar again. She tells him no, and he tells her that he doesn't like it when she lies to him. When she finally admits to, admits guilt, she apologizes to Felix. He angrily storms off and tells her it's okay. Then he tells her to get ready for work. He he tells her to see Felix. He tells her too when she first comes yeah. in the room to talk to him. Um, she says that, like, she comes in and she's like, hey, you know, I heard this sound downstairs. I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he goes, like, before she says that, actually, she just comes in and wakes him up. And then he says, I told you never to talk to me in the morning. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like stipulations to their to their relationship yeah little weird rules yeah she'll she'll give the rundown of the of the rules later on <laughs> very <Yeah>. explicitly <laughs> as much as i love the style of this movie and i've been praising it which i i still like stand by this this scene in particular does something that happens a few more times that kind of like bothered me and as much as i love the color and like the makeup and the in the a lot of the costume design and stuff like that it looks beautiful it could have been my TV, and I kind of wanted to ask this more as a question than like a complaint. Did you guys see at certain points it almost felt like black and white, but in a way where it's like black and white and like changing like oh, the color of everything? Yeah, yeah. That that normally though is like posed in a way where it's like showing like a passage of time, like this is a flashback. Like Better Call Saul does a really good example yeah, of that. But it'll just kind of do I that. Think it was really more of just. Yeah, I think it was more like to convey just the idea that like how like you were saying bleak all of this is. It's devoid of color. There's no passion in this world. It's just fucking grayscale all the way. Yeah, and yeah. That, that makes sense. But it does it does it almost like not even in one scene, but it'll do it for like in the same scene. It'll like kind of just happen and then go away. And it reminded me a lot of people bring up in Freddy Got Fingered. I don't know if you've seen that, but there's a scene where. He's talking to a character. I know it's a, it's a weird comparison, but he's talking to a character, and then like Strange. it cuts to Never the character's that face. Would get brought up on this well, show. I know, I know, but it'll cut to the character, and then like <laughs> he just made like the whole scene like blue tinted for no reason, and then it just cuts that back. Was funny, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. cuts back, and then it's fine again. And that's what I kept thinking of. It, it happens a few times where, in that's one funny. conversation, it'll happen like just out of nowhere, and I'm like this. This isn't a flashback or anything. I, I, I just think maybe weird. someone just color the color grader. Yeah, you know, just was having an off day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we see Felix lying in bed, mumbling to himself, staring at the ceiling. As we cut to a scene of him walking into a church, as a woman sits in a pew alone. And this scene is you want to talk about style? Like that is another music video ass fucking part. Like mm -hmm. that church is fucking awesome yep, this man, whole scene walks in. that shit looks gorgeous. so cool so cool 
And uh, yeah, he's like walking around like a shark, man. Like that shit is fucking scary. (laughs) (laughs) The vibes are immediately off the moment he steps in the room. (laughs) Yeah, I want to like put this on mute almost and then just play like Ice Nine Kills over it. I feel like it would just meld so well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's so funny. (laughs) It totally is an Ice Nine Kills video. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. So uh, we immediately cut to a scene of him pinning her on the ground while she struggles as he stabs her multiple times in the neck. He then bites into her vagina and tears a piece of skin off before spitting it out. I guess you could say, I guess you could say that my boy here is trouble every day. But I'm. (laughs) I was waiting. I was waiting this whole time just just to throw that one out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Please go listen to our Trouble Every Day episode. That was, uh, yeah. Don't watch the movie, though. It's very upsetting. (laughs) Damn that movie. (sighs) Yeah, this one was fucking graphic, man, because it just happened. Again, it just fucking cuts and then there's violence. Like, there's no, there's this whole, like, artistic like lead up to it where it looks visually fucking stunning and then it just the violence is cold and it just is mad and that's what i mean like when i said earlier how it it knows when to cut and it doesn't like hold to the point where it feels like it's fetishizing the violence where in in a situation where you are that victim you're gonna feel and see everything she's seeing but at the same time if you get stabbed in the Mm. neck 47 times it's gonna cut and it makes it so much more impactful just to have that sharp Mm -hmm. cut after such high impact where you're left with like that shaky yeah. like PTSD like what the fuck did I just see you don't you know have yeah, a chance yeah, to yeah. get numb like to it about a lot too of like composing and how things are how scenes are composed and everything like in terms of like even music like there's this crescendo and then it's mm-hmm. just there's a drop you know even like in in bands that you and I even listen to and like you know I'm sure chat as well but like there's the buildup and then there's the breakdown, you know, like, and, yeah. and all of these things seem <laughs> to bring it back to music videos. <laughs> all of it seems very well composed to yeah. like that type of world, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would be, I would not be surprised to learn that this boy had definitely learned, like, worked on something in that aspect before moving to this. Yeah. So uh, we cut to him unloading garbage bags from the back of his car onto the road at night. Back at the house, we see Martha walk into a room that appears to be an altar to serial killers. She opens a box and tries on some of the jewelry she finds inside, but stops when she hears floorboards creaking, Uh, which I thought was neat because this one was like... You see, uh, there was a picture of, like, Son of Sam in there. And it was, like, a couple of, like other killers so oh that's interesting interesting how that was like yeah 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 there was like a couple of like things nearby and stuff they're very quick it's not very like they don't hold on this it's not very meant to be like this was his whole thing that like he you know is like trying to become a serial killer like them it it almost feels like that was his homework left out you know Mm. yeah this was this was the brother's room right that we're talking about yeah 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 it kind of felt like (laughs) Like, we keep talking about music. It's probably going to get brought up again. But, like, his father was, like, Aerosmith, like Steven Tyler. And then he just has, like, his fanboy posters up on the wall of all of his favorite bands. And he's like, I'm going to be like my dad one day. I like the way Bundy did it. I'm going to put a twist on it. 
like he's trying to find <laughs> so his funny. his 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 own style because he doesn't want to like I don't want to I don't want to live in my dad's shadow you know I want to be my own killer <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> like those those were just his <laughs> posters so fucking good that's so funny yeah it totally tracks you're totally right <laughs> I love that so um she goes downstairs to investigate. And sees a, a dark figure with piercing red eyes crawling on the floor and screeching at her like we heard earlier in her nightmare. She storms out and we cut to her back at work. Which that thing is fucking... Man, these things are eerie. Whenever yeah. we get like shots of them, they're fucking creepy, man. It is mm-hmm. it is really well shot. They look really fucking cool. I appreciated yeah, that. The, visual, the special effects crew was going on. I appreciated that uh, a, a few of the reviews I read, or maybe like one in specific, it said uh, like unracialized blackface paint. Like, because it's, you know, we yeah. joked we joked earlier. <laughs> but it's like, it's more like they're like... Um, it's like when the urukai are like coming out of the mud in the dirt. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. it's more yep, like their exact- their skin and is stained. And that's what stained. I likened it to. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I likened it to. More was yeah, literally the urukai. Like that's that's what it felt like. You know, they're like born of fucking hell and you know just rot and disgust. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, my brain's stuck on music videos now, and I can't get off the topic. But it does feel a lot like Panic at the Disco <laughs> has up, a video. Panic at the Disco has a music video where he slowly. I think it's a uh, Emperor's New Clothes, and he has this full black, like full body black paint, and it felt a lot like that as well. He did uh-huh. have prosthetics that exaggerized like uh, the the demonization of him turning into one, but it had that same type of style oh, that I liked a lot. This I noticed also with these creatures. Um, the father or his shadow or his legacy, whatever you want to call it, when he has that black skin, mm-hmm. um, these creatures have that black skin, but they also have like the red, the red eye contacts, the red kind of like piercing eyes that the yeah. mother or at least her mother had at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's the only time you see those two things together. They're always separate other than that. And I was wondering, like, are these mm. like previous children of his? Is this is this like like his family tree like is this like like the lineage of years and years of killers like raising one another like what mm. are are the, these things correlated oh. in any way to like her lineage as what is the daughter of a serial killer so. I, I, uh, I that's I, a that's a really interesting I think read. a lot of the thought um exercises that this movie makes you do are more interesting than the things the movie actually has to say. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I like this <laughs> like, movie, but yes, I agree one hundred percent. But does that not make does that not make a great piece of art? I mean, it I does. mean, sort of. But but it it was it was like I was waiting for at the end. Um, man, I just saw like this episode of Workaholics. This clip where they like. <laughs> pretend the, to throw uh, Adam off a roof, but it's obviously a dummy. And then Jillian and Blake come out holding hands and speaking in unison, and they're like, "What you have seen is an enactment of a tragedy that could have happened. We don't know the things we do to others." You know, shit like like I kind of was. I think the movie would have benefited from that being the end of two people coming out and being like, "And now, like this is what we were trying to do," because we kind of baited you with it's- several trains of thought, and then came back to go, "No, no, no, it's not the thing you thought." <laughs> 
Yeah, it it kind of felt like it wanted to be the holy mountain where it's very visual and they don't have to say that much because you、mm. can really pick that movie apart just based off like, oh, there's birds coming out of this guy's chest instead of blood, and the color of the bird is this, and these frogs exploding mean that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it wanted to do that, but like you say,、um, mm. it could have benefited from. Kind of the opposite of what Psycho's problem has. The original Psycho, where I feel like they could have cut that ending where the police are explaining everything. And if I'm correct, they only put that in because、mm. producers at the time were like, "No one's going to understand this. You have to explain it to them." And yeah, that's frustrating yeah, yeah, yeah. in that degree. That's exactly what. But I feel、it. like this movie needed that, and I didn't think I'd say that before. But that would have helped it a lot. Just like some clarification. That's interesting. I- I didn't. I didn't expect that from either of you guys. So that's a pretty interesting approach that, like, that you both have that same like, you know, instinct to be like, yeah, this this movie could have benefited from that. That's so funny. So she goes to, into the locker room where she's confronted with the same asshole from earlier. He feigns an apology and then proceeds to sexually assault her. As not only another coworker stands nearby, but also Jerome, who is standing in another aisle. He listens quietly in shock and then cowers away when they leave. Martha hears him and he runs away. And yeah, this is that like we were talking about, just like very cold and you know, just like matter of fact when this shit happens he, and it's just he just he just like dem- he just like demeans the shit out of her and is like and、yeah. straight up like I said he kind of tells her like I'm not even fucking you because you're attractive. I'm just doing this because I want to torment you. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. and they it's keep more, like begging on her for her weight and shit too. It's so fucked up. Because when you see the assault too, it's more like you say,、uh, just about the demeaning, like the defeminization, like the like the 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 taking away. Because in most movies where you'd get like the、yeah. ha- last house on the left, you'd get like this fifteen minute scene where like you're stripping her down, she's screaming. Like you don't see any of that. Like、yeah. I knew she was being assaulted, but it wasn't until like. Almost the end of the scene where I realized it was currently happening. You don't see much like、yeah. gyration. You、it's, don't. It's, it's not it's exaggerated. One those, it's, yeah, it's one yeah, of those close-on、yeah. assault scenes, which I、mm-hmm. think, like, obviously、mm-hmm. that the idea of like having full-on penetrative sex through your clothes, like through your zipper, like that's you know, it's not really practical. I'm sure you could, but it's not really fucking practical. But in terms of like what we visually need to see to get the point across, I think that's totally、uh, fair game. In terms、yeah. of like, there's no way to interpret this scene of oh, they wanted to just like、yeah. turn turn guys on by having this in there. Like he doesn't care about seeing、mm-hmm. her her、yeah. nipples. He doesn't care、yeah. about you know, like Austin said, undressing her. It's just about. I'm gonna、mm. hold you down and do this because I'm stronger than you. And has the friend? Yeah, it's just a power thing. Has the yeah, friend a, like there's a really、watch. good quote.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a really good quote in、uh, Marriage Story where,、um, what is it? It's、uh, who's our lead actress in Marriage Story? Scarlett Johansson, where she's she's talking to her lawyer and she's talking about a role she used to do, and、uh, she quotes it along the lines of like, it's it's. It involved sexual assault, but it w- it was like an allegory for this or that, and she's like, it wasn't done in the means it was supposed to be done. It was just fulfilling the need that fucked up porn kind of fulfills for men, and that's kind of like my、oh, takeaway from a lot of rape revenge movies, where they're frustrating because it, it a yeah, lot of them yeah, kind yeah. of lean into that. Like the Nightingale is the only one I enjoy because it it kind of shows you the opposite. It's、mm-hmm. not at any point fetishizing、yeah. it. The the only other thing about this scene that I want to touch on though. 
is this this was one of the points where I said it feels like a documentary in in the way he shot it specifically because a lot of the conversations are like static mm. shots. A lot of this movie is a solid like steady camera, but then we get this scene as the first time I kind of noticed it pop mm. up. The way he zooms in feels very like Nat Geo, like you're seeing like a gazelle being eaten by like a tiger. Yeah, and yeah, he gets this. Yeah, it's yeah, like a manual sure, yeah. zoom that kind of zooms in, and it yeah, takes me out of it. I can but totally in a good see way, that where parallel. Yeah, it, like I would, I realized at that point, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching a movie. This took me out of it. But then the more he kind of focused on the scene, I was, I was sitting there like, this, this feels so much more real now because it feels like I'm watching like Black Fin or like a Netflix documentary, which just yeah, upset me yeah. even more. Um, because you like to in these <laughs> yeah. in these types of scenes, you like to sit there and be like, well, it's just a movie. But the way he filmed it, it's like, no, this this does happen, and I'm just ignoring that while I watch this horrific thing on screen. Uh, so I did appreciate that. He does that yeah, a few more yeah. times. Uh, as well, the, like, I thought this guy was, like, a supervisor or something because of the way he, like, had um, an authority figure kind of bend to him earlier. And so he's sitting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this happens in, like, a locker room. So they're, like, in. You're, you're talking about Jerome? Yeah. Yeah. Jerome. So this happens yeah. in the locker room and her and her rapist and his counterpart are uh like in like the furthest off section like row of lockers um like in the corner of the room and Jerome's listening to this and he has this look on his face of just this like frozen deep shame and and I yeah, thought they were going to yeah. go into this and then later on there's a comment that makes it sound like those guys are his brothers. But again, the movie never like actually explains mm. this shit. There's like one line of dialogue that makes it seem like that. So when he's standing here, like Amanda was pissed. She was like, how come this guy who rode to her aid earlier is just standing here, letting her get That's, raped? Yeah. And it ultimately yeah. like doesn't make a ton of sense with the facts that were given. But what I said at the time was, mm. I think this guy in this moment and i and i know now that this is incorrect i don't think this is what the film was trying to say but i feel like this would have been an interesting path to take and like an interesting side plot with this character i felt like this guy in yeah. this moment realized that he was getting off to this and was having like deep fucking shame for like why am i getting hard right now why am i enjoying this this is a woman being brutalized like uh, like i have yeah, this written down almost verbatim so thank you yeah. for bringing that up like i have this like verbatim written mm -hmm. down um the the uncle comment that we hear later um as well as i literally have is the boss enjoying it and ashamed or is he just too scared to say something because he wasn't yeah. scared before saying something, but now he's sitting there in terror. So I kind of had that idea of like, he kind of closes his eyes at one point where he's just clearly enjoying an aspect of it, but then just, he hates himself for it. And then also, like you said, they don't bring up until yeah. kind of the end of this movie that it's implied they're all related. Um, and that kind of threw me the second watch because mm. I picked up on that earlier. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind, it's kind of like it. if your brother or somebody, yeah, there's a comment later where she's like, Jerome might be an uncle. And yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. That's what that. Oh, no shit. Okay, because I just took yeah. him as like their no shift manager or something before that. The shift manager. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that that's fascinating. I feel actually. like that would have been a, a really interesting thing to, to go down and 
talk about because there's even women who have like rape fantasy fetishes, which like, uh, and I've mm-hmm. had I've had like male friends tell me. It's known as CNC. I've had I've had uh, yeah. I've had friends tell me like, yeah, this girl that I was with like told me she wanted me to do that to her. And I'm just like, holy shit, bro, I'd be gone. I'd be like, sorry. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I mean, vanilla and by, no, and no king I'm not shaming. vanilla by any no means. <laughs> we're not yucking any yums. I might be, <sighs> we're, you know, no. I'm not vanilla by any means. I'm not going to like out the, the you yeah. know, myself and the things that I do, but you know, if someone's literally screaming no while I'm while that's happening, like I don't, I'm not going to maintain what I need to maintain. Well, that's why safe <laughs> words are discussed. That's why there's a whole thing about communication, baby. Yeah, like, it's yeah. about communication yeah. the entire way through. Yeah, and it's like you know, the, that's about trust, right there. Those fetishes do exist, and that's the thing is like it's, mm-hmm. and I'm and I don't think that you have to do that to keep you from doing it for real. But it's people putting, mm-hmm. like, a sexual bend on this power move, which is what a lot of, like, uh, S&M or even just, like, even just, like, the lighter play aspects that people get into, like, ch- uh, choking or slapping and things like that, where it's, like, yeah. you're not full on, you know, paddling somebody, but, you know, you're gripping their throat a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Yeah. Again, no yucking of yums, baby. <laughs> but but yeah, it just it just seemed like that's what was happening. Was this guy was realizing? Like, I feel like it would have been more interesting if later, when they're like exchanging glances and he's looking away from her, he's like looking up dark shit on his computer, his work computer, and things like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like one more one more little thing to kind of drive that point home. But I do think that's interesting though that you guys even bring that up. That like there's the aspect of him enjoying because I didn't think I I even like read that. When I when I was watching it, it more felt like just pure shame on uh, his part. That's kind of what it felt. But but now that you now that you even say that, it, it clicks and it's just like, oh yeah, that totally I, makes sense. That that's I, the reason why it was I do the weird looks. I wanted to be quiet because I I don't want to talk about kinks too much on my end because I'm disgusting on a podcast platform that people listen to. <laughs> but I want to make I want to like clarify a little. Not that you two didn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, yeah, our Spotify numbers tell us that. <laughs> I'm just as shocked right? that people yeah. want to listen to me. But um, no, there, there you guys is. Can see me? <laughs> <laughs> there is. There. I don't think his to, to associate something like CNC or consensual non-consent to this character um, explicitly is a little, a little much of a stretch and there is that consensual aspect to it why a lot of people do that is that safety in security in a partner that you mm-hmm. trust to do something this guy is just yeah. enjoying assault like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's no assault. kink to this yeah, yeah. he, he <laughs> is just enjoying yeah, assault okay. yeah yeah it, it, yeah exactly. I, I, I think exactly. he just meant it in terms of like yeah, yeah. I, I think he just meant it as a terms of like a discussion point for sure but i understand yeah. what you mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i just that, think that's this the guy's thing. fucked he's... i don't think he's kinky yeah, 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 no, totally, totally. <laughs> that sure, and yeah. that's like yeah. like imagine imagine <laughs> that though. Finding out that you're into something because you just like clicked a video on the hub and it's something you didn't expect. Whoops. Like that's new yeah. kink unlocked. That's one thing. But lit and, and like <laughs> there would be shame associated, maybe, you know, especially with this one specifically. But uh yeah, having a real life experience of this be your awakening. I feel like you'd be psychologically yeah. fucked forever. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of entry points into BDSM that are not, you know, great. Yeah. But, 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 for but sure. But, but ultimately, kind of like we were saying earlier, I don't think any of that was um, purposeful on the part of the filmmaker. I think we're just supposed to... I think mm. we're just supposed to wonder, and then ultimately they like half reveal at the end like a weak ass half ass reason for why he would have let all that happen which is that he's like related to these guys but like i have four brothers if I, if, I, I, if I, I caught one of them doing this kind of... i i it'd be a different reaction yeah 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 you know <laughs> that, exactly for it's, sure it's not yeah, cool I, feel like, I and like i feel I feel like that isn't that also just adds another layer to this that I find fascinating because that is another question that you kind of have about this character that you do. You don't know what his motivations are specifically while this is going on. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I, I did think his I was angry just like, you know, Amanda was watching that scene because I'm like, oh, yeah, like what the fuck? You just stood up for her. Like, what the fuck? What's the problem now? And then like. I think later on the fact that it was introduced that they're siblings, I think makes it a deeper kind of thing where you're just like, Oh, uh, like, is this just something that they're aware of? And like, they just kind of let allow. Yeah. 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 But that's why I thought it was such a like weird thing to have in just one line of dialogue that was really, really missable right at the end of the movie during a scene where you're focusing on so many other things. Like it just feel again, it just feels like the scripting aspect of this movie is the weakest part because we're not we're not exploring mm. what what's going on or why this thing happens it just feels like a plot hole until the end of the movie and then he just they just go like oh yeah and maybe you're related to one or both of these guys anyway whatever it is just interesting though like how we kind of both took the same <laughs> same uh, information and like it elevated it for me and then to, to fucking you know completely gave you problems in the other this this movie this movie only show shows and never tells and then like but that's the thing you can't always show not tell eventually at some point you have to tell you know i don't know man there's some there's some films out there that might might disagree with you i mean hey (laughs) we'll get there's like an hour-long episode of the third season of twin peaks that has no dialogue at all and is like the absolute antithesis of what i want out of a movie and a tv show but it's probably my favorite episode so it's all it's all about it's it's all all about context and all of that i feel like has like very clear objective meaning going on i just feel like there is no answer to this and not in the skin of marine like fun way it just feels you know <laughs> interesting well uh we cut to a beautifully lit shot of her mumbling to herself that something has to be done that she did everything he said and she'll listen to felix speaking of the devil he comes back home from a hard day's work to find martha in the tub he washes his bloody hands in the sink and asks her what happened She gives him the same I'm fine routine as always, and he accuses her of lying. She is able to convince him that she's okay, and he leaves her her thyroid and and diabetes medication nearby. At dinner, we see he's cleaned his plate while she hasn't touched her food at all. It's so gross looking. He tells her that she needs to eat. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, it's fucking yeah. Clearly, you can see it's all leftover and flavor. I was like, yeah, man, I I don't know if I'd eat it's, that. It's either. it's like it's like Frank's um, and beans, but like I think we all know mm-hmm. that that's like it's like struggle food. It's not like it's not like good. Oh food. yeah, for sure. And we and we kind of haven't touched Mm-mm. on the fact that they they're kind of in like the Fight Club house. You know, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It's like so this beautiful funny. mansion, but it's just completely dilapidated. Yeah, Fincher would have a fucking field. Yeah, there. but it's just like it reminds me a lot of Crimson like, Peak. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It totally yeah. does. It, it's like, like they, the they were like this, this brother over. and sister. Yeah, they yeah, were this brother yeah. and sister of this like great money mansion family, and then like just like in Crimson Peak, they kind of lose it all, and they still have this beautiful home, but it's just withering after their father passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he tells her that she needs to eat her eat to get her strength up in order to do her job properly, and she asked him. She asks if she could stay there with him tonight and not go to the factory. But he declines. He tells her it's important that she goes to work and not be noticed. He asks if people at work are still bothering her about her weight, but she denies it. And uh, this was, I thought that was interesting too. Like just the, I don't know. You see her like covering a lot for everyone, you know, as the, as the movie goes on, even with like the social worker. And like, it's just like these little things that were just like, man, are we supposed to feel like she's the victim in all of this? You know, like, like she's going to go the other way and stuff. I like how that kind of like plays with that expectations. Again, it, it, it makes that a much more interesting view for me because I don't know what to feel for her character at this point. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm sympathetic in some regard, but then you're just like, but wait, isn't she the daughter of this fucking it, psychopath? I'm like, what's going it on? It kind of feels like as the movie goes on, th- like obviously what happened to her is not her fault. And in that setting, you oh, know, no, absolutely no, not. none of like her heredity like comes into play. But uh, it kind of feels like as the movie goes on, it's like, but didn't she kind of deserve it? Yeah, it mm. it, it kind of. I don't know if I got that out of it, but I can see where where you would go with that. Because they kind of set it up too, where they want you to take like Tilda Swinton's position, and like we need to talk about Kevin. Like you feel sympathy for this woman who's tried and tried and tried to raise her son, but he's just this monster, and and you feel bad for her. And that's kind of yeah. how I felt for her because no matter how hard she's trying, um, she cannot escape just like the torment of like. You know, living yeah. with the fact that you were birthed from this monster and like your whole life reflects it with like the people around you, even if they know or don't know her life is just in shambles. But yeah, it kind of takes this hard yeah, shift. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end of it, what we'll get to, and I'm not going to discuss too much, I kind of had the same feeling where I'm like, mm-hmm. I felt bad for you, but now not in like a, ooh, that's interesting way. Like it's not like um, irreversible where I'm kind of questioning like who is morally in the right, mm. how it like kind of escalates in mm. violence and torture. It's more just like, oh, well, mm. I don't want to think that you deserve all this. But again, like you're not really showing me that I want to be sympathetic to you anymore. And it was just so jarringly quick that I felt that way. It was actually in one it, specific it- scene that's all. It it almost feels like it's like retroactively deserved. Like it's like this thing happens to her 
and it's really bad, but then she takes it out on other people and in other ways. And like, so, you know, wasn't she kind of a time bomb and this should have happened to her or maybe worse? Like, it kind of feels like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It kind of feels like that's that's what it's ultimately saying as it goes on. I didn't really get that's what I'm saying. I didn't really get the 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 aspect of this is deserved for her. I kind of felt like it was this way of kind of like this is a villain origin story essentially like that's kind of what it felt like to me you know what i mean like where this is her growing into that sort of personality and it's like anti-villain is a word that gets tossed around a lot and that's kind of what you know a lot of the times when like when we're introduced to villains in the dc universe or in the marvel universe you always get endeared to them somehow you know what i mean they have a reason for their like the reason why they turned evil and the reason why they've like flipped the script and yeah i feel like that was kind of what this was going after you know? I, I get that but it's also kind of like this was always inside of her and was going to come out so they just are the ones mm-hmm. who made it come out so wasn't she like fated forever to be this horrible terrible person so it's it's all it's almost yeah, like yeah. saying like they didn't really have a hand in it this is who she was going to be regardless so like you know yeah mm. yeah this this that's it, interesting exactly what you just said is kind of what i brought up earlier when i when i um related to th- this to hereditary because again that first half of this movie feels very much like hereditary yeah. to me where it's this this family dynamic this this family trauma this family um abuse and just terrible like um legacy that's left behind and then there's the scene in the classroom of hereditary where they talk about free will how they're like the greeks didn't believe in free will and like destiny was a thing and mm-hmm. it's this family and you were explained to very clearly that this family is doomed from the get-go um and that's kind of what this movie felt like. We're going to see this woman just slowly trapped in this in this legacy, this supernatural kind of presence um, coming for her, which is like the, the history of her father. But then, yeah, towards the end of this movie, it just kind of yeah. feels like that typical um, straight to DVD, like I spit on your grave seven um, that wants you to like kind of yeah. have this 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 woman taking back what's hers and they want you to root for her but she's also a monster and it's like I don't know what you want me to feel by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I mean we talk a lot about how like, you know, the when we watch these movies now like you don't have to like all the characters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not yeah. one person has to be, you know, someone that you, like, root for and stuff. And, like, it could just be, uh, 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 like, a presentation of just how depraved or fucked up life can be in one corner of the world, you know, or, like, whenever, one aspect of life. But, like, I, I appreciated that. I, you know what I mean? Like, after I, out of all of this, I'm going to keep singing its praise because I, I like the way that this movie kind of handled that because it was done in a way that was, yeah, stylish and stuff, but also, like, not something you see all the time. We don't always see, like, how generational trauma that was, like, almost, you know, in purposely inflicted <laughs> over time, how that, like plays out in like a modern day setting you know i just i don't know i thought that was a very it's a very interesting uh, uh, interestingly uh, handled uh, again i feel like there were two different movies here there's a movie about the girl who was born to a captive victim of this horrible horrible man who has this in her blood 
and no matter what happens, she'll always be unhappy and will eventually become this monster. And a movie about this woman who never did wrong by anyone does not deserve what happened to her and is inflicting what is deserved upon those people. Um, so mm. it, it again, it just and feels they're both like great movies. Yeah, but when but when mixed yeah. together, yeah. it just gets muddied. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll we'll move on from uh-huh. this. Yeah. Uh, at work, she's assaulted again in the locker room. She walks out of there and he, and looks in the direction of Jerome, who catches her glance and quickly looks away in shame. And this that's what we were talking about yeah. earlier. I was just like the he's on the hub. It's another layer to this character. Yeah. <laughs> It's another layer to this character that I'm just like, you know, you're you're not sure how to feel about him. And now at this point, you're just like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's it's he's so he knows she, that what he's doing is wrong. And she knows that he knows and he knows she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's this knowing look. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I know it's funny, but it's um, also just like it is this like stalemate, you know? No, it is. It's literally what it is. Yeah, that's, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's just this knowing look that they, like, exchange. It's so fucked. We cut to Felix brutally murdering another woman in the back of his car on a dark highway. Back at the house, Martha finds footage on a laptop of Felix killing a woman. And she quickly shuts the laptop in horror. This is a... This is the creepiest goddamn scene in the entire movie. Motherfuck that stupid <laughs> face. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate this scene because it's so effective. Yeah. This movie is not, it doesn't give you any indication that this is going to be a paranormal thing per se. It seems like these are just delusions that are happening in her head. And then this kind of, face just appears in the corner in the left side of this, the entire This screen. is that frozen shit that I'm talking about. This feels this Ugh. feels unfair. Mm-hmm. This feels like bullshit that they did to make you go, "Oh, so it's 100% supernatural." Because they're still showing me these things even when like she's not seeing them. Because the whole point of that, well, the whole point of that is the impact on the audience, which if it's not having any impact mm-hmm. on the character, it's and like if it was revealed to be real later it would be very fair of a use of it but ultimately it's not they just place this there to fuck with us but it's it like she has no cognizance of it so if these are things we're only seeing through her point of view and that's what the like um explanation is this makes no sense yeah this this is where i want to like defend joey a little though because like I see where you're coming from, but the way that the shot is placed is she's in she's in the kitchen, she's sitting at the uh, dinner table, and we are in the room next to her, yeah. and we can see her through the wall cut out, and then we see this up close shot of what is his face, and you don't notice it because it's on the uh, the the left hand side of the screen, and it's all pitch black, and then yeah. you see these eyes yeah. appear. For me, <laughs> um, I, I understand that like she's not <laughs> seeing that. Shit. She's not seeing that, so I, I see what you mean. Where it's kind of unfair and it's kind of like tricking us in a sense, lying to us. It's not really. I I, I think more or less because this scene ends with her 
kind of like looking over when the eyes open, like in kind of like uh, distress. Like, have you ever like been in a room yeah. where you're like alone in your house and then you get that like flutter in your ear and like your ear tenses up and then you kind of like feel something looking at you? I, I felt like that was more... Mm-hmm. Again, that Babadook kind of allegory of like this presence in this home, this presence that follows them is like yeah. the legacy and like the haunting and like this pressure of this killer that's like kind of coaxing his kids like, do it, do it. You got to do it. I'm dead. You mm-hmm. have to do it. Generational trauma. Here. Yeah. We're, we're and in like, like when trauma. whenever he died, whenever he jumped and we see him falling like that has been with her and. Even though she doesn't see it, she does respond to it because she ends up walking in that room. And what Joey's going to explain yeah. is that the brother does scold her for it. And she's like, I swear someone was just here. I I, I felt it. I Are you mm. sure? Are you sure no yeah. one's here right yeah. now? So she does acknowledge it. It's yeah, just, and I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I think really it's another thing that like we're going to see later on. There's more examples of her. This is just kind of that slow dissolution of her mental state as it's already been fucked from the beginning. But like, this is where it's like taking an even deeper turn where like these are kind of just staples there and markers to we're like, okay, here's where descent, you know, act one begins. <laughs> yeah. Two, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where it feels like these are markers for that. And to be the fence rider that I'm going to be this whole episode, there is a scene though in Chad's defense, <laughs> everything he feels right now is how I felt maybe in the last like 15 minutes of the movie, because that, what you're saying mm. kind of happened for me in a separate scene. So when that comes oh. up, I'll, I'll mm. chime in. Okay. I'm in, I'm interested to hear what that'll so, be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it was yeah. a, but it's a cool shot. It's a cool shot and it is and it is effective and at the time oh, I didn't mind it. Yeah. But by the time the movie ended I was like, okay, so all the things that I thought were interesting, you know, were just you fucking with me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Felix returns with his buckets and glances uh places them down before going into Martha's room and accusing her of going into his room, which is apparently off limits along with one other room in the house. He asks her if she's looking for trouble and she responds, no, it's just a little lonely in this house and you promised me some company someday. Similar to a child asking for a puppy, she shows him a picture on her phone and says, look how beautiful she is. He denies her requests and asks her if she wants to get locked up. He, he, Dad would yeah. have let me have yeah, one. Yeah. And he says, I'm not dad. Yeah, and me me and Amanda were like, is she showing him a child? And that's why is because he's like, I can kidnap women all day, but if I kidnap a child, like it's gonna be a lot harder to not get caught for that. That that's kind of what we were thinking. I don't know if that was I, it. I, I, I think, and, and I think, I think it, I'm incorrect, but that's just what I thought at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this one kind of doesn't really feel like that's her Most of sort of my initial impressions, I was incorrect about. Like the thing with with Jerome Mm. and and this and other things. Like ultimately, a lot of the places I thought they were going, they did not go. So I'm just saying like what my Mm. initial thought was. But but I was totally wrong about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Did we get to the point, um, I could have totally disassociated for like three seconds and missed it, but did we get to the point, isn't this where she is seeing herself explain this to him? Yeah. Because does she? No, uh, not yet. Not yet. She's about to. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're now introduced to a new character. 
Mrs. Konechi driving down a highway, listening to the news, the news coverage about multiple bags of dismembered bodies being discovered recently. They state that the corpus unit, which was established 25 years prior to the find the butcher, has been reinstated due to the MO of the killings. Which, uh, this was an interesting uh, parallel to reality. The, the actual task force that was uh, started to find the real butcher in real life was called the Corpus Unit. Oh. And, so, and they did actually do that later on. They did uh, open up the case again because uh, of like just new evidence or something like that that was found. But yeah, it was, I was like, oh, that's interesting to, to read that that was actually based on reality. Yeah, that's that's a cool little little so, thread to like t- tie that in more, and I think like again like an acceptable amount of zodiac style. Like, yeah, we're pretty sure the the evidence yeah, kind of yeah. points to this. This is an accepted theory. We're just gonna run off this theory, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. hearing corpus unit, Go ahead. I I don't know why, but it just makes me think of like that is a very fitting name for what would have been like. Uh, what is it, the body disposal unit in Necromantic? Like, I could just see Corpus Unit hearing that <laughs> yeah, name, and then yeah. those dudes pull up with Corpus. their ripped-up, like, garbage bag suits. This, this, is, this is a movie we definitely uh, won't do. Um, there's a movie It has a really long name. I'm just double-checking so I say it correctly. Uh, is it Stace- the woman's name and her address? No. <laughs> it's uh oh. Stace Stacy <laughs> Attack of the Schoolgirl Zombies. It's uh it's a movie we will not be doing on this podcast because it's just a it's it's a piece of shit. It's a movie that I imported in uh in high school because I thought it would be interesting. Um but it's it's like about all these schoolgirls are turning into zombies and blah blah blah, all this bullshit. But there's just like kind of a throwaway gag. That the like soldiers that are sent out to kill these zombies are called the Romero Repeat Kill Troops. Oh yeah, I think I've heard <laughs> of that before. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> just, just kind of what you had said, just kind of pushed pushed me down that that train of thought of like o- overly, <laughs> yeah, overly stylized references within movies. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that video game where you have a chainsaw and you're a cheerleader? Because I just Googled that movie oh. and that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Lollipop chainsaw. Lollipop chainsaw, yeah. It's lollipop chainsaw, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Love yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's indisputable that there's a link between those, like creatively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we see Martha waking up and taking her medicine, listening to the radio as they describe the state of panic over the possibility of the butcher returning. She makes her way downstairs when she hears Felix talking with someone. She discovers that it's herself standing at the table serving Felix breakfast. Her doppelganger asks the company asks for company once again and is denied. When Felix leaves, the other Martha slowly walks into the other room carrying her food with a massive creepy grin on her face. And 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 cool. and, like and I think I think this is where she has a white eye. The 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 like doppelganger has a white eye, and the regular version of her was. I didn't see that. I yeah, that's what I'm but, saying. If that but, was the case, I didn't. But again, with thing with like just fucking blatant misdirects in this movie, multiple times mm. it feels like what they're gonna go for is she has schizophrenia or she has multiple personalities. Like we see at one point her talking to herself at the table. And things like that, but yeah. then just none of that goes anywhere. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I just think it's all like meant to just be markers as to like, yep, this is where she's at in her mental state. Like, you, you know, act two. It just feels <laughs> it just feels overly stylized. Yeah, sure. there's because th- there's like a scene later where she's looking out a window, seeing herself being helped uh, as she's uh, becoming sick while taking a walk outside. That was yeah, that was an interesting one. Which and I was, I was just like, like I know that we're going for like the trope of um, I don't it, it it was going for that like early two thousands like the ward and and whatnot where it's like like ooh. It was her the whole time. It's the evil yeah. twin. Well, it like, feels like high yeah, tension. Yeah. It feels like high I, tension I, at this point. I, I, I one thousand percent expected her brother to not exist. Yeah, yeah. And and mm. same with high tension. High tension works because we, club. <laughs> we we get the reveal at the end that it was her and we get the reveal that there was like a purpose for it because of I mean, spoiler warning, one, two, three, four, five. She for whatever reason killed her girlfriend's family because she like they they tried to give us something but by the end of this movie it feels like they didn't even try to hash it out they would just throw like again a beautiful shot um when it was necessary of the two uh of her in the room but i i didn't really feel like it was explained or even like added much to the story other than making her hallucinations like really creative like you can get creative visually um but yeah that's all. No, I mean, I just like I said, I just think it all it, it stylized really is the word of the day for this one. Yeah, I think really, that's really what this. I that's why I feel like it really does feel very music video quality, like because that really is that's supposed to be flashy imagery. It's you know mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, and uh, it may be style over substance <laughs> for for you know you guys and I think anyone else now listening. <laughs> But, this man's fighting for his life. But I fuck with it, man. I don't <laughs> no, give but- a fuck. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it no, or anything. Totally. I'm just like. I literally. I'm just like. I get. Like I get that it is more style over substance, but that's what makes me fucking love this movie and, even and, more. And, and, and I think like, too, I you know, you're, you're a photographer. It. You're a visual person. You're also, you know, like we yep. both make music, so you're also an audio person. But I'm just an audio person. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a, a visual art person at all at all like i can see i can see stuff other people have made and go oh that's really cool but for myself when i'm making a song i have the ability to go okay that's good or that's bad and i need to work on that like i have that like self-direction when it comes to like visual Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. like for one i know i'm not a very good like like artist like at drawing and stuff but I'm just not even. We outsource. I'm baby. just not even sure how to make something that would be good, you know. So I just feel totally out mm, of my depth mm. in it. But I can see how, as someone who's very, you know, also visually artistic, you look at this and you see all these Thank sources you. of inspiration. Um, and this re- this reminded oh, me yeah. a lot of a lot of your art too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of a lot of oh, like yeah. your you photography, because on a visual level, this movie's a motherfucking slapper. You know? Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And like, and sometimes that's all I fucking need to have a good time. But like, climax is one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Same and there thing. is fucking Love it. no plot in that yeah. movie whatsoever. I guess I guess I'm more so just explaining why for me, and it's the same way with video games. Like, even with like the best mm-hmm. gameplay in the world, if Dark Souls gameplay was in a game 
that had a completely dog yeah. shit story. I wouldn't love I wouldn't shit love story, it the way yeah, I love yeah. Dark Souls. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, for so, sure. So, for sure. Yeah. That's that's I think for me that's what that's where a lot of this comes from is it's like the the style was all there and like I could appreciate what they were trying to do with the story because again I like I see the seeds for a lot of like you were saying were like really good ideas but I I don't know I like I don't mind the fact that they left a lot of things up for interpretation either because I do like my art to be sort of more on the subjective side either way you know what I mean like I don't like it to be I don't like to be told what I should think about something. So, like, mm -hmm. I appreciate that this movie kind of left some open ends and we're like, you know, maybe this is this or maybe it's just fantastical part of this yeah. world. Who knows? You know, it was just kind of like it's getting lost in this world that's just so depraved we, and fucked up. Yeah, totally. Mind, and know? I don't need everything spoon fed to me, but I do think that in any given story a few things need to be spoken about to give it at least like like a mm. grounding so you kind of know what's going for. And I think just having, like when he's like, yo, knock it off, blah, blah, blah. If he would have been like, you're going to take this bitch's side over your brother. And he would have, you know, would have been like, dude, like that's, you're not acting right. So, so act better. You know, like so, just, just yeah, even yeah, just yeah. something s small like that to kind of, smooth out these rough edges cement it yeah 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 for sure for sure i feel you i feel you i mean again i ain't mad about yeah. it yeah <laughs> i feel like austin was about to come but in I mean, hot <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna come in hot but i didn't want to I, I i you know we don't have the evelyn's cooldown corner for a minute so i want to like give him a breather you know i don't want to hit him with the one two too many times no but um jokes aside <laughs> real quick you brought up video games as a comparison and that made it a lot easier for me to kind of like, I guess my main gripe was that with this is that how Joey said, like the world is really interesting. Being enveloped in this world um, is, is, is a joy. And like visually this world is really nice to look at in, in, in a video game aspect. I guess my gripe is there are games like um, death stranding. As soon as you start the game up, you are in a world like that is a story based game more than anything. You're getting like mm. 30 minute cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a story and it feels very lived in and you get these like really rich characters, but then you can play a game just as much fun. And this movie feels like this where I think it was more of an issue back in the day, maybe like a decade or so ago, but I want to say it was called Infamous. Uh, you had like electric mm -hmm. powers. The, that yeah. was a good story. Yeah, yeah, it was a game. it was a great story. But when you're actually playing the game and you're roaming around and just messing with people, certain games, um, they can be like full of NPCs, full of crowded people, but it feels empty. You feel very alone when playing them, almost to like a liminal space degree. Mm -hmm. So like, this yeah. movie has a great yeah. universe, but it's almost like it Tony feels Hawk. So empty. <laughs> I see. I was playing Tony Hawk yesterday, and I wanted to use that, but there's no real story in that, so I didn't want to use it. But yeah, like how the yeah, levels—they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. super fun. You can get super creative with these levels in Tony Hawk, just like you can get super creative with uh, mm -hmm. the plot points being discussed visually, and it looks great when they execute it. Yeah, but it feels yeah. so hollow at points where I almost feel like the opposite of claustrophobic. Like I just feel like this looming sense of alone in this movie. Mm. Hope that made sense. I like the way you put that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it makes total sense. I like the way you put that too. That mm -hmm. actually makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Mrs. Kenechi appears at Martha's front door and introduces herself as her new caseworker. 
She interviews Martha about her time at work. And when she's asked about her coworkers, Martha lies and says that they are her day-to-day support at the factory. She's very obviously paranoid and tries to keep the interaction brief. She refers to her guest as Miss Cocktease. When she's corrected, she apologizes and calls her that again. (laughs) For the remainder of the visit, Martha's eyes are locked in a specific corner of the room. And uh, I thought that was really interesting how she's just like trying to, she's just very short with her, but her eyes do not leave that one fucking corner because she's yeah, like yeah. focus on it. She's just laser focused on it. It's so interesting. And I don't think we like see anything, but like the implication is clear that she's, that no. she's seeing something, that she sees one of those little faces yeah. caked in mud, you know, Probably. looking down at her. Yep. Yeah. And, in, in- yep. And since we don't see it, we know that the caretaker's not seeing it, but this is another example. It's not the main one that I said I'd bring up later, but um, this is another example of clearly this caretaker, this social worker is is picking up that like she's clearly off. Um, that's why she's there. And she's seeing something. But towards the end of this conversation, she in like a very fearful fashion, like quickly gets up like very anxiety ridden. So it's... I mean, now that I'm explaining it, it's more of an example of like her just feeling uncomfortable in the situation. But it's these things where most of this movie wants you to kind of go along the lines of like our main character are seeing these visions, seeing these demons, whatever they may be. But then in the beginning of the movie, before she was born or as she was being born, it was implemented in her mother. Um, And now it's like kind of like, yeah, she's seeing it here, but other characters seem to be reacting to it. And then later towards the end of the movie, we have other characters seeing explicitly the things that she sees and reacting to it. So I'm kind of just confused if they want me to believe that this is a very real supernatural entity that's like invading this world, or is it just her like delusions of, um, you know, her own schizophrenia or whatever she may be having. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. I fuck with that, man. That, like, jump roping between, like, is it real, is it not? I fuck with that. I love mm-hmm. that shit, dude. It's so fun. Because, I mean, that's what makes the movie. Like, it doesn't need to be grounded in reality for me. You know what I mean? It could just be fantastical for the sake of being fantastical. And I'm fine and, with that. You know, it's just, yeah. like, the way that they sell it is fucking interesting. And I'm usually, I'm usually okay with that, too. But I feel like there's... There's enough to make it clear that there's not really anything supernatural going on and they play with the tropes in just certain ways that I guess just didn't sit well with me because I'm okay I, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. like a- ambiguity and all of those things but just mm-hmm. I don't know I just kept feeling like this movie was going to be more and at the end of the day it feels like a very paint by numbers kind of thing but just not implemented and executed you know in in a way that fully landed for me i also just want to very very indicative of the rating oh oh, yeah got you (laughs) (laughs) i also just wanted to tell joey like right now um i hope that this is the title because i'm doing this off memory there is a movie that has the same feel the same tone but with a story that I feel like from a writing standpoint is a lot more concrete and it 
it's great and I feel like you would love it. It's it's I think it's a Spanish film. It's called We Are the Flesh and it's about a brother and sister in like this post-apocalyptic area. Oh, I've heard of that one. Shout this yeah. out to anyone listening, but to you specifically, you would love this movie because as I was watching this movie, the tone, the vibe, the even some of the plot points um it's one to one almost uh in it, in the way that it makes you feel. Oh, word. Yeah, so that's a, that's I a good know one to I've watch. I've seen that title somewhere around. I'm absolutely checking that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That sounds really dope. Yeah. So on her way home, Martha is harassed by her coworkers once again. She walks into her house to discover a large bag on the floor and blood on the walls. Felix walks in and tells her that he brought her what she asked for and that she had better take care of it or else there will be consequences. And it's just uh, very clearly a sack <laughs> with... <laughs> A figure of yeah. shape in it that looks like a body. <laughs> yeah, this was so weird. This whole because I, mm-hmm. I feel like too when he's like telling her how important her work is and shit, and he's telling her to like get her energy mm-hmm. up. I was like, so what? Does she like help him chop the bodies up or something? But she didn't. No, it's I. I think that was just him telling her to avoid detection. Like to avoid any like attention that they would receive for like her, you know, being you know not accounted for. Keeping in public, up appearances while she's still funding. Yeah, keeping up appearances essentially while she's still funding the serial killer's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with the job she has, like she could she could never possibly support two people. So it's like if if feel it just that, it just feels like true. if they own the house they don't have to pay they, they are pay, also they in like destitute eating like navy beans and sausages yeah. like they're not really yeah that's what I'm saying rich. I think yeah I don't think they're thriving or anything they're just surviving that might not even be their home they could be squatting and that's why I think it's so, yeah, the, so there true. is yeah, yeah. there there is property tax in Belgium. So they also have to pay property tax on the <laughs> the, the house that they own, which would be six to twelve percent of the purchase price annually. So like, well, that's why she needs a job. You know, you got you need the W two. You need all the forms to fill exactly. out the taxes. But you that's know? what. But that's what I'm saying too. It also that lends to the the fact that it also might be because they're in such dire straits that he's telling her like hey you cannot fuck this up or we starve but that's yeah. the but but again you know it mean? just feels like i needed the rest of that sentence for it to make sense because it's already such a like fantastical you know turn your brain off and remove mm-hmm. some of these like criticisms for things to, to yeah, land I kinda, movie i kind of got that but but like i kind of got that from the implication i mean you know? it just it just felt like when this movie is already so fantastical like when we see him doing murders, they're like a hundred percent out in yeah. the open while cars are driving by, and he's like raping and killing women and all this shit, and just nobody notices or mm-hmm. sees. So it's kind of this, just like almost, almost like man bites dog, like just the this this white straight man's just societal benefit, weird luck. No one's looking at him. Um, so it just, it just, yeah, it just I feels, mean, who knows that could be a commentary itself. <laughs> like he doesn't seem to care about getting caught at all. He's just like killing this woman in an open area of, of an underpass. It's a, it's a job, <laughs> but, but, but it's just like for him to just do murders in public and then be like, you need to go to job and make sure no one knows who you are. It's just like, why? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's not the killer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about yeah. her. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I really do think it's just about him fucking keeping up appearances in the per, in the I, public eye just because I, for I, her. I think it like, is, too, but the, a lot of the other logic just makes it kind of, like, fall apart for me. It, in, the, you, in the story sense, in this point specifically, I, I agree with Joey that that's clearly what they're trying to get across, but I do see what you mean by the fantastical nature of it. And that would work if it was, like, mm. going for, like, a satire, like, the way he kills is straight yeah, up Patrick like Bateman. Man dog yeah, move. very Patrick Bateman yeah, where he's yeah, dragging yeah. a corpse with a blood trail, but then they're playing it so straight that they want you to look at it like a neo-noir like type of like crime thriller. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's yeah, called for, Snowtown yeah, Murders. Yeah, they're yeah, like filming it yeah. that way, but they want you yeah, to feel Snowtown, idiocracy. Yeah. They want you to feel uh, American Psycho, like very satirical. Yeah, we've and been I think that's the jar. Snowden for a while too. I would love to do the fucking. I still haven't seen that. I, I really want to see it. Yeah, movie, I, I think movie is harrowing. I think gross. Austin's right that it's just a, like clashing tones, and it just feels like this guy could have written two different really interesting movies, but yeah, but, on their own. But mashing sure. them together allowed him to do all this like fantastical visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. But um, in the middle of the night, she's awakened by noises in the room next to her. When she goes to investigate, she sees the dark figures that have been appearing throughout the film, slowly crawling towards her, surrounding her from all angles. Super spoopy. (laughs) Yeah. That shit is fucking scary, bro. (laughs) For these characters, and I brought up earlier, like, I was like, is this like a family tree type thing? Like, kind of coming and, like fucking with her but in this scene specifically when we get that flashback the noises that they're making um and i could have misheard but both times i watched it it sounded like they pitched up and distorted like babies crying they sounded very like infantile Mm. so i was like are these like yeah 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 yeah. has she been pregnant before she's very not like a well she's not like a well put together trustworthy narrator so could it be like these are lost children. Yeah. These are like miscarriages. Like I was, I was very yeah, curious on that. I, end. I, I just took it all. I just took it to be all. His mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think the, the body. Yeah. I think, I think that that's, he's, you know, but, but up. also like there's a bunch of men in there and stuff too. And he's, expl- he's mm-hmm. explicitly mm-hmm. in real life. He only killed women. We, we only targeted. We, women. Yeah. we know how he disposed of bodies. So if he, I think they, they talk about it. They say that it was women in this movie. too. Yeah. I yeah. think they explicitly and, say and there's that like so, there's some yeah. men mixed in there too, so it's like I don't know. It it kind of it kind of mm. seems like maybe because of because of him, maybe collateral damage. If if <laughs> and also if this, rape of, if, rape of, if, if, if sorry if if the supernatural <laughs> stuff was literal, it feels like what it would be saying is like because of their connection to this like darkness. It's not just his victims. It's just like the multiverse of serial killer victims of all these damned souls kind of thing. Like it's not just the, the people their father murdered. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just got like really excited. There we there. go. <laughs> G- no, it's, it's true. Awesome. And then, but right before, right before this part, like when I had that feeling was because, um, like we said earlier, this thyroid issue gets brought up a lot in this movie. And we're just kind of supposed to, I mean, I appreciate the fact they don't have to dive into that. They don't have to give some explanation to make the story better. But it, it was nice that they're not like, take your pills. 
like just throwing medicine at her. But they bring it up a lot. And I was mm-hmm. so determined to understand this movie. And I was getting frustrated because I'm like, is this it me? Am I overthinking yeah. it? And I and I probably was and I probably yeah. am. Um, and I wanted to like be deeper than That's why we're here, baby. <laughs> the story like wanted me to be, but I was literally Googling like thyroid issues in women, yeah. causes of thyroid issues in women. Yeah. And the number one thing that popped up, or at least like the top three things, was postpartum depression. When when you give birth, mm-hmm. a lot of women experience like um during postpartum thyroid issues. And then this scene happens with these distorted babies crying. So that's kind of where I was like what do you want? Like, what are you telling me right now? Was, I think, see, see that type of shit. I feel like that was just fear of pregnancy shit being sprinkled into there as okay. well. Like, I feel like that because that's, we, we saw that with inside, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like all of that shit, the dead babies thing has just kind of been used yeah. as imagery for that. I feel like that that's firmly a fear of pregnancy bit kind of being and, sprinkled and in there. That's what I assumed. I'm like, bro, you're thinking way too deep. Like she this could just be something as simple as her anxieties of not wanting to carry no, but this I liked, lineage on. I liked that though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I liked the I like I like the way your brain works, kid. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so so, th- so this is where there's a quick sh- flash. No, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. I was I was gonna segue <laughs> for you, but you already segued. <laughs> so there's a quick flash of the butcher's face and we see that she's still asleep in the chair next to the sack on the floor. The aforementioned sack begins to move as we hear her groaning as we hear groaning coming from the inside. Martha stares in horror while Felix walks into the room, drags the victim over to the bathroom and slices her tongue off before chaining her to a pipe. He tells Martha she'll have to feed her as he hands her the severed tongue. Which I thought that was the way that this was shot was fucked, dude. That was fucking crazy because you barely see the action, but you see through like around the corner or something like that. And like through you only see the actions going on like because his arm is lifted up. Like you're mm-hmm. seeing from the right side. It's so fucked. I, the way that that I don't know. Very clever. Very yeah. Cleverly filmed. The way he can balance like such violence and such like very like we were saying that French extremity, like hyper realistic, hyper graphic gore. Um, but while also doing like that yeah. that nineteen sixties horror of like less is more where you pan over to like a shadow silhouette of someone getting stabbed, he he manages to like balance both of those and it works. And it mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. like it's very contradictive, yeah. but it somehow makes the violence that much more real. Just just seeing everything but the hand that's cutting the tongue out. Like you I love the violence yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's extremely It's funny because it's actually very tame for a movie where like for a lot of it people are just like covered with gore and viscera. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like like mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. someone someone pointed out online that this woman uh she gets her tongue cut in, cut out. And that's all that we see. But then uh, she just constantly is like covered in blood and grime and filth. And it's just kind of like, well, where mm. well, where did all of this come from? You're just making her look more brutalized without giving us like an actual reasoning or understanding of it. Like it just again, it's it's just like, well, this looks cool. So we're just going to make her look like this um, rather than you know, have her be delivered with a bunch of wounds and stuff. Like the only thing that happens is her tongue gets cut off, but then she's forever like caked in blood and grime and shit. 
and it's like well i, I think they kind of they show little bits of what they were doing later on and stuff that she's just still suffering abuse not being like regularly you know bathed and clothed and so she's being bathed but like not you know the clothes ain't being washed i, I also yeah. like i agree with what you're saying right here in terms of like I, I feel that way about like the initial pregnancy in the beginning of the movie. Um, the the amount of blood splatter that they had like on her face and arms um, seemed very overdramatic, but in a way that kind of threw me out of it. But at the same time, for this character, there are scenes coming up where um, it's 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 insinuated through dialogue that like she's soiled herself. She's like shit on the floor because she's you know tied to like a chain in, a, yeah, in an empty yeah, room. Yeah. And and exactly. they scold her for it. So yeah. like yeah, they they might sponge bath her once every three days. But I mean, for this character, they exactly. do at least acknowledge that like she is filthy for the reason that like she can't move more than ten feet, and they probably don't give her new clothes. I mean, I think mm -hmm. she's wearing the same clothes the whole movie. And I didn't realize this until Jeez. actually this conversation, um, in hindsight, that that was over like probably months, um, because yeah. the amount of time that this movie yeah. takes, yeah. but the the way that they show you yeah. the time feels like it's a couple weeks, but it's actually yeah, at least passage, nine months. Yeah. We find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she begins referring to this woman as Julie. Well, she cleans her oh, wounds no, she, and says that she's upset about. She call she calls her Kitty in the the subtitles I saw. Yeah, she like she's she's like same. She's yeah, like dehumanizing yeah. her by referring to her like she's a yeah cat. yeah yeah. I, I I mean yeah. Later on, she'll she'll say she'll refer to her like once or twice in a line of dialogue. But Ooh. but yeah, she starts referring to her as Kitty and kitten and stuff. Yeah yeah for sure. Um, uh, and she tells her that she's upset about her not responding to her messages. She jokes about getting her out, but says that she would never. Yeah, I thought that was that. funny. It seemed like it was going to become again. It seemed like it was going to become a different movie, and and I, it's mm -hmm. kind of funny because now that all is said and done, I'm like, huh, a movie about how like her brother is forced to be this, and even though she's been brutalized, she's gonna fight against that legacy. That feels like that would have been the better mm -hmm. movie again. You know, mm. if not, if not a bit cliche. I know. I like, I like the way it's kind of that little sadistic turn that it takes, though. So uh, Martha gives Julie the rundown on the house rules. The first being that she should never wake up before Felix, and that the second being that she should never look him directly in the eyes. He is always right, even if he is wrong. And the last rule is that she must always finish her plate. At dinner. Felix tells Martha that she won't be able to keep her victim forever. Martha responds by saying, not if she gets used to it. He tells her that if she's hard on her, then maybe she can stay. Martha cleans Julie before heading to work, and when she leaves, Julie takes the opportunity to use all the slack available to her with the chain to snatch a pair of scissors from a dresser in the next room over. She reaches, for the, she reaches them with her foot, and stashes them in a hole in the wall next to where she's being kept, which was intense. I thought that I love that she she keeps hearing like noises or rumblings kind of happening down the hall, and she's just kind of trying to do this really quick. And she quietly moves the chain over. Uh, that was really clever how she did that. Mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, in the next scene, we see Martha eating at the table and telling someone to go away that she doesn't want to see them today. It's revealed to be her inner dialogue with herself, 
personified by another version of herself shaming her for eating and being lazy. Which which we don't realize at this point, but it's because she's pregnant and you have another human growing inside of you, so you are hungrier. You know? Mm, I didn't even catch that, but yeah, that I'm, makes I'm sense. I'm only, that, that, that I'm only sense. realizing now because this is, you know, I only watched it once yeah. yesterday. I didn't get the second viewing like mm-hmm, Austin mm-hmm. did. But now going through it again, I'm like, oh. Yeah, even, mm-hmm. even yeah, now... Yeah. In hindsight, I didn't even think of that. For me, it just hit it hit a chord because at the very beginning, we we see her talking to herself when she's around food, but it, it's nothing more than her talking to like yeah. a loaf of bread. Now we've seen that she's seeing yeah. herself. She's seeing this different version of herself. Mm-hmm. And even now in hindsight, earlier when she was talking to um, the social worker, uh, in hindsight, she when she calls mm-hmm. her that name, she calls her like a derogatory term, something along those lines. Um, yes, yeah, and then um, w- it's almost like that's that's her second self talking, like imprint when the hair turns black instead yeah. of blue. Um, within yep, this yep, one, yep, you see yep. her, and that's kind of like what comes out here. Also, is like I don't know. Um, for me, though, like I didn't even factor in the the, the pregnancy aspect because in my own personal experience i have a very difficult relationship with food so this whole scene right here this whole back and forth Mm. is very much how i feel every meal i'm just not saying it to like a second version of me that's trying to uh kill Mm -hmm. people um but yeah just that struggle Mm -hmm. with like body dysmorphia and that struggle with just eating in general is it was very yeah that's what i'm saying real here i think all of that was just it, it was meant to be like stacking on top of just mm-hmm. like, again, like these markers for where her mental state yeah. is at this point. And that's what I, I felt was like being conveyed with all of this. I also read um, like a through line for everything I looked up about this movie because I try not to read reviews because um, I don't like them being like getting, I don't like them being like tempered into my own thoughts. Influence but I had to, yeah. I had to for this one because I needed to know like what was going on in a lot of this. And I did see yeah. even in synopsis on IMDb for the official movie there in the in the synopsis itself it says something along the lines of this movie a big draw of it was like it's a statement on like patriarch, patriarchal standards and this second mm-hmm. version of her kind of like that makes made sense. me made me think of that because it's this very reinforced it's very degrading um, like like her yeah, uh, assaulter yeah. is to her and her coworkers are to her. Yeah. Um, it's very controlling yep. like her brother is. And, it, and it's this reinforced like male energy that is kind of imprinted on her throughout her life that reinforces her behavior. So I don't know that's if that's kind of what they were going for with this yeah. character. But yeah, I mean, she even yeah. does it when she's talking to the other no, captor, it, the reads, other woman. That total, that totally like, there's, there's definitely like a the level rules. here. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, like, even the, 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 the submissiveness of teaching this new woman, this new captor, like, you got to wake up on time. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. eat your food. Like, it's a daddy situation. Exactly. And then this is what a good yeah. wife That's exactly does. where, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yep, that's yeah. exactly She only refers to people yep. as, like, cock tease, bitch, slut, whore, mm-hmm. like, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yep. a really good read. That's a really good read. And, the, and there's definitely yep. the hypocrisy of you know, multiple generations of your family rape and murder women, but God forbid it happens to Mm -hmm. your sister. But again, it feels like sort of the subtext there Mm. is, well, but she deserves it because of what of her family, what her family does. 
you know like so it's it's this weird kind of push and pull. i didn't get that's what i'm saying i didn't I didn't really get that. I just really do think that it was just, yeah, she's just tormented by the fact that it's just, yeah, this patriarchal like standard that she's being held to, that she needs to be the submissive it's, one, that she needs to be the... It's, 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 you know. it's almost like, and let me say this in like a more favorable way. It's almost like Magneto, who lived through Auschwitz, wants <laughs> to genocide humans. And, and that's mm-hmm. such an interesting aspect of Magneto of like, how do you not see mm. what a hypocrite you are and that you need to change your ways? You, you know, oh, yeah. but, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. this is more real life than a fictional metal bending guy who wants to do a genocide, which is obviously very, obviously <laughs> very genocide. bad, but there's, but there's enough, <laughs> oh, there's enough God. humanity there that when he's like leading the X-Men occasionally, you're like, Oh, I, I can get it because like at his core, it's because he wants to write an injustice, but he's doing it in a very evil, horrible way. Um, so it's yeah. like, I can see people kind of leaning more that way, but it just kind of feels to me like, like, I don't think this is what Kareem meant, but it is an unfortunate like way to perceive it is like, but come on, do, doesn't she kind of like deserve this? Like, are they really right to be this mad when like he brings a rape victim home or like what could be a rape victim home and then she like toys with her mental state and force feeds her and shit. Like, come on, she, like we're yeah. supposed to be sympathetic for her. She has no sympathy for what he does. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. It just it kind of feels like the cycle of abuse type of thing that's being like commented on here mm-hmm. as well. You know? Yeah. Can can I? That's kind of where I yeah, it. and I and I think that's fair. Austin, do you have a thought? Yeah. Just last thing. This is at the point where. I, you had brought it up earlier where you're like, does the brother even exist? Um, I have it written down right here. I, uh, this is when my notes started to get a little fuzzy. Um, but it says, um, is the brother not real? Is he even here? What the fuck is his character? Because at this point, mm-hmm. like you said, th- that kind of like fantasticism of his kills mixed in with this whole dynamic you were just talking about. I was like, is she, did he die? Is what's go, did, did he leave at some point and she kind of made him up? But then that would negate this whole second version of her that she's seeing that is the killer. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's a quote that I have written down, but I have no context for because this is when everything is out of context and ridiculous. <laughs> it says, quote, but that's what men do, right? Um, they're always right. And, and it, it, again, I yeah, think this is when, when she's, she, it's when she's bathing, she's bathing. Yeah. And she's telling her that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just that, again, that reinforcement from that internal monologue of like, I know my place. You need to learn your place. If you want to live, you need to be subservient. You are a pet. You are a kitty. And, and I mean, kitty, not to yeah. dumb it down. Not, I don't want to say dumb it down, but not to reduce it to this extent, but I mean, uh, kitty yeah. pussy like just women in general they're yeah. this subservient <laughs> yeah. thing in her mind yep. and and yep. i think i think that's totally totally a fair read so julie is continuously harassed and psychologically tortured as well as being as well as being referred to as kitten it's then revealed in the next scene that martha is pregnant and has been bandaging her stomach down to hide it from felix shout out to tan that's that's so that's so we crazy too. <laughs> like the the scene of her binding it is uh, to borrow a, mm-hmm. a word from sideshow harrowing. 
Yeah, no, it is. It's fine. That's like it's has the same as the same sort of feel as like when you when you see it in Tatan too. The like fucking uncomfortableness that you like, just how the sound design kind of works with it. It's so it's, well done. Yeah. There was also like a weird religious element to it in the way that it was shot. Yeah, you and mentioned I brought that. this up that last was, night. That was cool. Yeah, I reread that, that cool. and I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm pretty smart when I'm fucked up. <laughs> Cause I would not have caught it, I think <laughs> otherwise. But but um yeah the way that she's shot, she she's in the same like it's the same type of shot as the one we saw of her and like her father's previous face in in that separate room and she's in the same side she's she's mm. opposing her side from earlier and she's on the side of her father wrapping her stomach but instead of that black background uh with yeah. his like face uh blending in and his eyes like piercing we get her in 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 she has like a ring light like the way they lit it right behind her head and it and it cuts off yeah. where yeah. it's like i'm like is she it's a little halo it, it's yeah. like a halo and i'm like is she a martyr carrying this child uh, is her trying to hide it, mm -hmm. like her trying to like do good by like not bringing it into the world? And then this was right after the whole thyroid thing that I was looking up. So I'm like, again, like has this happened? Is this like a reoccurring thing? And is this her way of like trying to take control of a situation you have literal no control over? Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah. Well, it made me it made me know. start to think about like the timeline of the pregnancy and how long she's been hiding it. And I was like, is that what? Is that why they've been making fun of her for her weight? And did he not realize that it is not a thyroid issue, that she was pregnant and all these things? That's but, interesting, But again, too, yeah. I think yeah. I was in, incorrect on some of my suppositions there. Well, they also, they bring that up from the, like, her weight is brought up at the very beginning, like, before the assault. And I think even some of the medication talk, because they're degrading her when he pisses on the floor. And here's the thing, too. I got to just ask yeah. this. I want I want your opinions on this, because, like, she's not, like, a twig, but she's, she's not large. She's, and the amount, oh, no, no, the amount yeah. of, like, she's not, she's not, the amount of weight that's brought up on her in this movie is insane. Because I look at her when she's wrapping her stomach here, and yeah, she's just, weird. if yeah. she wasn't pregnant, she's just kind of, like, average. So yeah, she just looks like, she just looks like a normal person. She doesn't, yeah. Yeah, normal, healthy weight. She's not, like, sure. thick with two C's or anything, but, she, but she's, <laughs> she's, like, Oh, I mean, and again, this is like a weird thing as a guy to say, but I don't know. Maybe she's like 10 or 15 pounds overweight. I'm probably like 30 plus pounds overweight. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, this mm -hmm. isn't me judging her. This is, yeah. I'm not going to give it a number, but I'm definitely this, overweight. This, <laughs> hey, it ain't nothing but a number <laughs> in this, in this, in this oh, context. That's, that's kind of okay <laughs> to say, um, but yeah, she seems uh. like barely over overweight by like medical standards you know which oh yeah for sure medical standards exactly which, like just on which paper. is the boat probably Real. most of us especially in america are in Real, real quick, real quick, uh, Joey, when you're editing this, cut that thing out where he says it ain't nothing but a number and then like force it into the imprint episode right before this just, just, to, just to fuck with him. <laughs> you're, a, you're a sick duck. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, like he kind of like destroyed his sister. Ah, it ain't nothing but a number, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a sound bite. <laughs> Jesus, but you know, all, all love uh, is uh, equally. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is disgusting. We're cutting that. Out. <laughs> 
Uh, oh my god. Anyway, we see a flashback of Mrs. Kenechi helping Martha to her door as she throws up, except it's Martha watching it happen outside her window, which is the scene you were referencing earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, Martha rushes to unchain Julie from the pipe to move her to another room where she locks her inside and tells her to keep quiet. Mrs. Kenechi is, fall- is by for another visit and asks Martha if she feels better today. She tells her that her results from the doctor came in and it was all good news. She asks Martha who the father is and is told that a co- that it's a colleague at work, but she found out too late and it wasn't planned. Mrs. Kenechi hears a noise in the other room and asks what it was. Martha tells her, probably a little kitty. A lot of them wander around here lately. I'll get them. <clears throat> Love that little line. That was so fucked up. So... So this is something that I w- that I was wondering is like, why does she have a social worker? It's just never probably because of the poverty like uh, situation that but, she's in. But if her at this but, point, I'm sure that. But it's... if her brother wants this anonymity so bad, and he's gonna like kidnap this girl for her and let them like stay there, and he's like sending her to a job so that she can like you know, provide that cover of anonymity, why would he also be mm. like, and sign up for a social worker who will come poke around our house all the time where I'm cutting bodies up and keeping captives? Like, it just... It's, I, it's a confusing yeah, well, I mean, wrinkle. I, I don't know if that... It, I think it's something... I don't know if that necessarily... Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I was, no go ahead. I was just saying, I think it's... I, I think, like, it could have been something that could have been explained. Um, it, it, in... Like we keep saying, like, um, the movie does a lot of like, well, it's open to interpretation, but I feel like as much as you can say that, like, there are certain things that need to be like extrapolated on and like fleshed out more. And and I mean, you can kind of like assume that like because of her mental issues, maybe like her job has seen like she doesn't make a lot of money. She clearly has like this mental issue. So like maybe... I don't know. Uh, we 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 don't live in a country with free healthcare, but maybe they just have like a healthcare system, and they reached out to them, and they were like, "Hey, we're worried about her. She lives in destitute. Maybe it's just like a program that was like kind of put on her because of her so, so, mental state." So, so yeah, from what yeah. I've seen, but as that's an what adult, I mean. It's all assumption. If, as an adult, if you have a Sorry. social worker, it's because you've opted into um, a government or social program that you cannot be forced to have a social worker without a warrant or a court order. So like Amanda kept saying, like, Mm. did she like, because, because, you know, the first run through, you're always wondering like, what are, what is the mystery behind this? You know? So, uh, because of the whole, like Mm. when she was window shopping for Julie, we now know, um, it seemed like she was like looking at maybe animals, uh, pets, but we had that kind of, um, like we thought, oh, is is she looking at kids? And then Amanda was like, is that what she did? Did she do something weird involving a kid? And that's why like she has a social worker and all of these things. But it just ends up being mm-hmm. that would also make sense too. I mean, and you know, yeah, but it's just like it seems too though, like the language of the film is like all of this pushes her to become a part of Felix's work in a way that she wasn't before like that like her lording over this person is like she's like yeah you know not that i had power in my life to begin with but this horrible thing happened that she's not telling them about 
um, but but it removed mm. what little agency she has left. Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna join the family business, and I'm I need somebody to like lord over and force feed and torture. And and that's the thing too. I don't know where in the in the timeline this would have happened, but at obviously towards the end, he knows. He knows what happened. Like he's oh, well yeah, aware yeah. because oh, he yeah. helps by, her by, with the plan. At, 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 you know at the I mean? very so end, a... they have like an off-screen conversation before that dinner. For one hundred percent. But he, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know where in the timeline this would have been. Where it's like, oh, okay, well, like literally, he just probably did this because she told him the news and he I, felt I, bad and was like, okay, well then here, take it out. On her. I think just at I think just at the end because if he had if she had told him anytime sooner, he would have just gone on a murder rampage in the factory. Like, like he, yeah, but he also true. He, he also does say earlier in the film, right after it happens. So this is months before he does make knows, a comment when she's bathing she's and she's lying. Yeah, he goes, "What's yeah. that smell?" So it's like, yeah, does he yeah, smell yeah. the sex on her? Does he knows that she's kind of like off and that she doesn't oh, talk yeah, to a lot yeah, of people? He asks so her if she's ha- yeah, yeah, he's like, "Do you have your period?" Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, but that. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, that yeah. also has another sinister implication that we'll get to in a couple scenes. So I guess we'll we'll pick this back up yeah. in a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as she as soon as she leaves, Martha attempts to stand up but immediately passes out and collapses on the floor. Felix returns home and states that he's done his work. He's done with his work, that he's going to take care of Martha and the baby. They begin having sex in front of Julie. And she sees a dark red-eyed figure crawl into the room from the top corner of the doorway. That right there. During this scene, the room changes into <laughs> yeah. a demon orgy of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Like the <clears throat> like he becomes like this demon with snakes for hair, and the floor is like undulating. Yeah, yeah. It becomes. I think the snakes it, wrapped around it, it, him. It kind of yeah. seemed like he was like a male Medusa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if the snakes were like coming out of his his hair necessarily. I think it's just wrapped yeah. around. Yeah. But I, but I mean, still but the imagery the, of like a, like a, like that's the yeah the, and, the imagery and, and, and for sure yeah. And from I, what I, I understand, like in recent, um, like pop culture kind of things, or not even really pop culture, just like mm-hmm. culture, uh, women who are mm-hmm. survivors of abuse of sexual abuse are like using Medusa as a symbol because like a lot of the things yeah. in her myth. Yeah, she yeah her story. Yeah, so yeah. it's again this it, is. It's kind of this like he's he feels if he knew he'd feel he was the real victim because his sister is his property. And and now we're seeing mm, this. And so I'm like, oh yeah, they definitely fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This this is also the scene where I was kind of like alluding to from the beginning of this, where we have the opening scene with the with the pregnant mother giving birth and with her eyes and everything. And this is before our main character, well, as she's being born. But then in this scene, we have <laughs> Kitty, we have this captive woman looking onward at yeah. this horrific sight of just incest happening. And, and she looks up and she looks directly at that creature, that demon that kind of pans in because it, it yeah. comes forward yeah, towards her. Mm-hmm. So... After mm-hmm. this scene ends, it kind of feels like it wants you, and I've read this a few places also, it wants you to think that this was in our main character's head. But with that being said, if our main character was just kind of like getting off to this fantasy of like no control or whatever it may be, why is Kitty 
interpreting this and seeing this or even even weirder why is she fantasizing about kitty seeing these demons also it was just weird for kitty to kind of acknowledge I think she that she wants her to be in on it i think that's that's what i think that's where that goes is that she is the idea of that's what she told him not if that I, he, she won't be able to keep her forever okay but then she says, not if she gets used it, to it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the idea of that's like the, the visual acceptance of this thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. letting it in. Essentially. And, and I, I think I think Sideshow, like like you said, that it might be um, like if. Yeah. If she could see these things, too, she would know she has mm-hmm. no choice but to just like give herself over. Exactly. To this stuff like she could she could be broken, but it's. But like exactly. to to Austin's point, like at this point we have no, we're still like, what the fuck is going on with this? And then we we haven't really mentioned it because we just get a few flashes of it. But throughout a bunch of these scenes yep. with like the 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 like apparitions or these visions and stuff, we just sort of see this like uh, blood red like subway rave of demons. That that's yeah, like almost yeah, yeah. reminiscent of like the eclipse from Berserk, kind of like you just see. Oh shit! You just yeah. see really quick no flashes, shit, it and it just made me sort of think like, oh, are we gonna learn yeah. that like some dark ritual was done on this baby or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah, like if, again, if we would have put if leaned more into the magical aspect of it, I could see where yeah, you 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 you'd find that more appealing. You know what I mean? For sure. And where if it just went on full berserk, you know, <laughs> re- real quick, just, I'm going to, th- uh, just to your point, Joey, I, I can appreciate talking about it now, seeing that, like, if it's a case of like, it follows where her, our main character putting it on this new, uh, captive kitty. Um, so she can now see these things and, and she can observe them and they can kind of like put this control on her. It kind of reminds me in, in talking about that patriarchal kind of through line of this kind of like swallow where her husband is an abhorrent person. You're not supposed to sympathize with him. But at the same time, mm-hmm. everybody in that in that movie is captive to this hierarchy of power where like his dad is is the monster to him where he is the monster to his wife. And it's kind of like she, she isn't becoming free, but she's taking a step up in the role where she's like, I'm going to be like this way forever. So fuck it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Again, makes me love this movie it's, even it's, more. It's 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 kind uh, of Julie... like she was content letting him do this to other people and like being aware to some degree of what he does. It doesn't seem like she fully knows because like when she sees the laptop and things like that, like there's like there's a level of separation and the whole like that room which never really gets explained, but I presume that's the room he chops the bodies up in. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah, it's kind so of. So it's like this kind of like she doesn't even know that she's supposed to be covering for him in this way, but she kind of does, you know, it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's cause it's, it's sort of, it's, it's like when you don't point. tell kids about sex and you think that they're going to like be abstinent mm-hmm. for their whole life, but it's like, no, yeah, then yeah, they yeah, just yeah. end yeah. up like fucking without a rubber because they don't know how that works, mm-hmm. you know, C- kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, if I don't tell her about it, no, yeah, if I don't totally... tell her about it, this will be all on me, and I can like, <clears throat> you, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. Very, I don't know, interesting logic that's being used yeah. here for sure. It's all very fucked up. Yeah, like yeah. like she was comfortable with all of this happening, you know, sort of knowing, sort of not knowing, but then it happens to her and that's not okay. So you kind of see what I mean about like sort of like the... the... Yeah, I, I, I get yeah. exactly what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, Julie runs to grab the scissors from where they were stashed, and the scene cuts to Martha waking up to Felix asking who had just left the house. She responds with the social worker. We then see her walking around the house as another version of her glares out of a doorway. She returns to her job and finds her co-workers sitting in a circle after work. She brings them alcohol and tells them that she wants to invite them over for dinner the next night to share surprise news with them. Mrs. Konechi arrives at the house to check on Martha, but finds Julie instead. She frees her, but is met with Felix walking down the stairs. It's revealed that Julie was the person running in the opening scene of the film, which I thought was neat. I thought the, the way that that wrapped around was really cool, because like, it's a trope that we have seen before, even in the French extremity drama. Like, it, it worked for me this time around, because I wasn't expecting like that reveal to kind of like wrap around how it did. And I really liked how it did that back at the house. Felix tr ties Kenechi to a chair and Martha returns after he leaves. We see Martha bashing in Kenechi's skull with a meat tenderizer while she, crawls and this was away. another part that she tells her it was all, this her is fault. another part that made me think like, are you high tensioning us? Like where did he go and why is she yes. doing this murder? Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. for sure it, exactly in yeah. this scene specifically when she's talking to her as she's hitting her i thought the same thing because she's having that moment of um i wish i'd wrote down the 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 dialogue but she's essentially saying when we talked about having that social worker in 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 chad was saying how she could have done this terrible thing in the past that that has her having this mm -hmm. this person around um she she essentially like blames the caretaker she says something to the extent of um, mm -hmm. you, 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 you sit around people like me every day, yet you expect to not mm -hmm. have this happen yeah. to you. This is your fault. You put yourself here. Yeah. You brought me here. And it's pretty much, again, that reinforced misogyny. She, because yeah, it's like she that tells her blaming. that she was asking questions. Yeah. yeah. Like she was asked, she said that she was asking questions and that she was bound to run into someone like her. You, eventually. you live in yeah. a world full of yeah. men. You mm -hmm. should have known eventually one of them would rape you. That's like mm -hmm. that's like yeah. that's yeah like literally that's what that's like her yeah, logic yeah, yeah that's her yeah yeah for sure yeah she yeah. and, she, and she's it's also pre she's pretty much talking to herself you know she she she's yeah. she's, she's yeah, trying yeah, yeah, to yeah, re reason away like yeah. every woman gets raped or murdered at some mm -hmm. point and we just gotta fucking mm -hmm. deal with it because that's just like the the reality exactly and it sucks that that it sucks yeah. that that's almost correct. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's yep. it's uh, mm -hmm. a higher percentage and likelihood than it should be. That yeah, that that's gonna happen. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. And it's 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 between those head hits. The sound design on like her smashing the hammer against this woman's head. God, is, that it just, shit is fucked, it's dude. Awful, but in a funny way, as, as unfunny as this is, um, as she's saying all this, she pauses <laughs> with with each head hit. So like. 
as much as this movie seems, in my opinion, at times very convoluted and like not convoluted, but like it it, it wants to say a lot, but it's not kind of finishing the through lines. This is the point where it's literally beating you mm. over the head with like the main takeaway of this movie. <laughs> and I, I did appreciate that much yeah. uh, is the irony of it. This this is also like the turning yeah, yeah, yeah. point too, where it goes from like the movie about really realistic assaults and murders where like he'll stab a woman three times in the chest and then slit her throat and she's dead or he'll hit a woman in the head once with something and she's just immediately dead uh and then now we start to get like this woman gets smashed in the head with a hammer 12 13 times and is still crawling and whimpering yeah she even says like you got a lot of energy don't you like yeah yeah literally she yeah. acknowledges it yeah. i think it's just one of those like the human ape is just so hard to kill and it just kind of keeps the will to survive even if it's just but, motor but again but again like know? it's a clash of tones within the same film you did all these like realistic quick murders and then this and the like climax scene are just like john mm-hmm. wick style fucking like ultra violence to dude I fucking love that scene. Like, I I don't give a fuck. That scene fucking it, ties this shit again, together. Again, for me, it's dude. it's I cool visually, and we'll scene. get to it in a minute. But like everything around yeah. it is just like mm-hmm. narrative kind of nonsense. Well, that's fine. It, You're wrong. <laughs> Julia's still on the show. <laughs> I still love you. The passive, the, the passive aggressiveness well. of this episode is so beautiful. I have to <laughs> reinforce how much I am appreciative of it. Who the fuck's being passive? I love it, dude. <laughs> exactly. This is just aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> Next time I'm in LA, it's on site. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the kissing, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so Julie is still on the run. When Felix catches catches up to her, he steps out of the car and doesn't even say a word to her. She reluctantly leaves with him, and we see Martha bathing her in the next scene, which is such a fucked up, like, cold, like... Uh, it's just a sad moment when he just gets out. And he doesn't even say it. He just fucking glares at her, and then she just like whimpers back into the car. It's yeah, so she runs fucked. for so long and like makes <clears throat> such distance. And then yeah. when, yeah, when he finally finds her, she's like been running for so long, and then she just sees lights, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm," like she falls to her knees in like reverence, and just like she's definitely like thinking. Mm-hmm you know thank god i'm i'm gonna yeah. be okay and then he walks out and she's <laughs> just like like a lot of this movie is about just the cruel oppressive nature of the world and it's not yeah. it's not fate mm-hmm. it's just like because man exists you can't escape this mm-hmm. this brutality yeah yeah literally and, and even literally even the way that yeah. she when he approaches her, just her passiveness and her submissiveness really reinforces the fact that they are grooming her to be this companion, this pet, this animal. Yep. Like the way they view her, the way yep. it's really sinking in like exactly. the, the Stockholm it's factor of it all. It's when you catch a dog in the street yeah. when it got past the You don't gate, even have to like, like hit it at a certain point. There. It just knows and it's like, I'm going to be safer exactly. in the car, so we're going in the car. Exactly. Yeah, it's yep. really fucking exactly. sad. It is. It's so sad. It's just inescapable. So here we go. This is uh, the climax of the film. So at dinner with her coworkers and Felix, 
Martha confronts them by telling them she's pregnant but doesn't know who the father is, although she's sure it's one of them. She points out the fact that Jerome <clears throat> saw the events happen and didn't say or do anything about it. He's wearing a look of absolute dread and shame on his face. It's fantastic. While this is happening, Felix is quietly enjoying his meal. Martha turns to him and asks, So when does the stuff kick in? I'm tired of waiting. He tells her, Patience, Martha. It was never your thing. Mirroring what he had told her about playing with Julie earlier when he'd first presented Julie to her. He says that he only put a small dose in just so that she can enjoy it. He grabs a knife and exits the room. As they start choking and like crawling their way so out, this, and so to this so this is uh, this is an interesting thing to me because what she says, I was going to try and like look it up, but I'm not signed into Amazon in this room. Um, but she says something mm-hmm. along the lines of, "I don't know who the father is, but it's one it's one of you, and it's and it's likely yeah. Jerome is an uncle." Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I missed so, that so whole there, res- So there's some like small wiggle room implication that it might be her brother's baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, I, like yeah, she sure. says it's Before, one of you, but it's probably one of you two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, before this scene too, I wanted to just throw out in between the dinner scene and. Uh, uh, the scene we just talked about with uh, chasing down Kitty, there is this quick like half a frame where she's sponge bathing her brother and she's like rubbing his shoulder with a sponge, like cleansing him. And yeah. that just kind of made me think that even more where was was her mother in the beginning? Is this just the cycle of abuse and the aspect of maybe that was their father's sister or just any woman they kidnapped? Maybe she's not even the child. Maybe she is a woman that's been kidnapped and just broken down so much mentally. And this is just that cycle of now his oh, son. That's his, like Stockholm. Yeah. Part of his it. son now may have mm-hmm. captured a woman or at least raised this other woman's woman just to continue on literally verbatim what his father did just aside the killings. Um, but in every aspect, I, yeah, I don't you know. know. I had that thought too. I literally had that that thought too because I think I was like, oh yeah, it's never explicitly explained that like she's the baby. Yeah, you know, like I was like, yeah, well, obviously it's implied. I, I, I mean, I mean, to be the, I mean, just in the language the of film, like she wa- like 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 yeah, we, that's a, we yeah, go yeah. from that scene to introducing her brother to we see her walking down the hallways of the house. All those things happened in, and then it goes from her face to a picture of her her brother and her father right after her birth he's like swaddling her still it's Mm. literally like a picture of the scene we just saw so she she's one thousand percent the baby yeah 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 but i just i'm like i think on the initial thought was just like yeah there's there's that like you said the wiggle room for the you know the brother being oh yeah, yeah yeah i just think that was like my thought initially was like, oh, yeah, you never saw that. So maybe, yeah, I could, like to Austin's point, be another victim that and, he just and, captured. And, and, and then it, and then it made me kind of think, too, because the timelines are so murky on this. Like, it just made me wonder, like, when she was hiding her belly in the pregnancy. Because even when she's in the tub, 
he like asks her if she's still getting her period, which sounds like he wants to make sure they're yeah. not accidentally <laughs> having an incest baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's that's kind of where I kind of landed on that too, I think. Like definitely after seeing, you know, just later on all the events afterwards unfold for sure now like going back There's, that totally they, like and then her fantasies and stuff like the one we see mm, that is not mm. real obviously but uh they definitely are fucking and so it just made me think like was she, was she gaining oh, yeah. weight yeah, yeah. because she was pregnant and she had been rapping since like before the start of the movie and even when she's in the tub she yeah, has yeah, like yeah. bubbles over her um, so he doesn't like see her her stomach or anything, and she's like slunk down hella low, and then uh, so it just made me think: was she putting on weight because she was pregnant and she was hiding it from her brother? And then these guys raped her, and mm-hmm. then she like knows that it's her brother's baby, but she's like trying to convince herself that it's but it's easier that to, it's like, one of them, and them then and then she it. tells yeah, him about yeah. what happened, and then they devise this plan you know finally at the end like they definitely had an off, an off yeah an off-screen yeah. conversation hey i'm gonna invite these dudes that have been raping me to our house and we're gonna fucking kill them you, you know because yeah, i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, otherwise exactly. I mean, if she had just said in the bathtub yeah i got raped at work he would have just been like okay i'm gonna go kill everyone there i think so but i think because he's the one to tell her you need to lay low i know he i think he knows that that's a not a the but move, but if that happened I mean? it but if that happened and she wasn't it. there i feel like you know what i mean it's not there there's yeah, like fair. there's like you know movie bullshit ways around it just like all the other things going on in this movie but uh but yeah, yeah. It just ma- it just made me think like like a lot of the suppositions i had I feel like would have made a more interesting movie. Like the like if we knew the preg- if we learned that the pregnancy was going on from from longer before, if the the like rape rape king yeah. thing with yeah. with the, uh Jerome was happening and he was like devolving and he's like, Do I wanna just start go killing ladies in the in the <clears throat> But see know? that's what I'm saying. Even even then though, that would have been an interesting yeah, I I wonder what was left on the cutting room floor. You know what I mean? Like I wonder what what in this like if this longer cut that exists is puts those things together you know what i mean like ties some of those things together and maybe they just cut it for time or whatever because of like festival yeah. bullshit but like that you know what i mean that's what i'm i'm you're right it does make me really curious to see the longer cut of this movie because i would i would really love to see what they felt was like necessary it, to um, cut. yeah i really i really just think <clears throat> oh sorry no go ahead oh i was just gonna say i really think um it boils down to to like you were saying like uh, a means of what was cut and i feel like there was a lot of context that may have been missing um and 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 mm. i don't want to like reduce it to like such a it, it feels very much like i'm writing it off by saying this but it just feels like a matter of like plot holes from missing context and I, I feel like I want it to have a deeper meaning, but I really, there's a part of me that's fighting the fact that I'm like, I think, I think they just kind of like goofed up the script with a little. So like, that's kind of my main like gripe with this movie is the frustration mm-hmm. of like wanting it to be this thing and like kind of like forcing a narrative that I don't think was intended. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's see how we finish. Yeah, it I, I definitely yeah. want to. Mark, I definitely begins. want to talk about this hallway hallway scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Martha begins to go into labor, and Felix goes to work absolutely slaughtering these men in the hallway. I mean, sort of, but also he lets himself get stabbed in the kidneys like 45 times. No, yeah, he he gets fucked up. And this is kind of like the old boy thing where we were like, yeah, if you don't, if you just show him just overpowering people, like, then it's not interesting. But, but like, this was super interesting to me because that motherfucker almost But gets it just gone. becomes this, like, superhuman kind of shit where, like, first first of all, he walks into the hallway and then he just starts, he, like, throws a hammer at one of them and then, I guess, threw a knife yeah. to the other one. And he poisoned all of their food, so all of them are poisoned, which makes no sense. I don't know why they poisoned themselves. And then he just has this, like... I don't think it was ever explained that it was explicitly in the food. It could have been it also was in, in the, the It was in the food because she keeps talking about the sauce. So it was it was explicitly in the, in the, in the sauce oh, of the what? beef. The beef really? bouillon. Yeah, she, like, explicitly is talking about how, how special the sauce is and all this shit. And then she goes, that's that's like okay, that's I'm like the selling. dinner conversation we come in on. And then she's like, okay, everyone's had enough of it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure we're ready to roll with this. And then he's like, oh, patience, like mm-hmm. it hasn't taken effect yet. But it's like, why did you drug yourselves? Because they're both clearly. Yeah, I don't know. That's some. I don't know if that was ever like explicitly explained, like that romantic. They, they, you know, they, 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 they seem I, like yeah, it. You're... They, they both seem like it. And then he. Just like in that fight, they're all just like twenty-eight days later zombies. Like they're just they're just surviving. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking animalistic, dude. It's fucking I swear to God, crazy. I thought he like slit the one dude's throat like three different times because I was like, okay, now that guy's dead. No, he got back up. Okay, they're still fighting. He got stabbed another twenty-five times. No, he stabs them a shitload of times, dude. Yeah, they fucking they it, put up it, a fucking. It just fight. again felt like. It just didn't feel like it fit with the movie that started with a guy hitting somebody in the head once and they immediately go down and are dead. Like it just, it just, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it yeah, totally, I mean, I, it, it you just, know, it, the human ape is hard to fucking it just, kill. It, it, it just felt it, like it felt at the like, end um, they were like, let's make it an action movie too. Yeah, I was going to say very much like Maybe. Blade, like how you said earlier, and it has that like Black Panther, mm-hmm. like, oh, he has his vibranium suit on, so he literally is invulnerable to everything. <laughs> and I mean, the guy gets hit, but like where an old boy, our main character is getting the shit rocked and like he's falling down. He's not getting up right away. When he enters that room and he throws the hammer, he actually throw. I thought it was kind of funny and it, and it lended to like a realism sense to it. He has like a knife or a hammer in one hand and then he whips the hammer at, um, I believe, Jerome misses and it hits the wall and then he attacks the other guy. And then I think yeah. that's when Jerome is stabbing him with that weapon. And but I mean he gets stabbed like fucking nine times like right in the rib cage. Yeah, he does. And he's bit. just like crazy. Yeah, he's Gucci. He's good. Like he's. I mean, it probably hurts, but he doesn't show pain, <laughs> so it was very odd. He's got ouchies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it yeah. it just it just kind of felt like um, <clears throat> a fight from the Daredevil TV show in a movie that like was not about mm. like kung fu and realistic like hand to hand combat. So it just it just it just felt like a weird. Mm. 
out of place thing to have. This just feels <clears throat> like a fucking like almost a reel for these people of like we could do it mm. all, man. We could do drama. Yeah. We could do uh, mental health stuff. We could do action. We could yeah. do uh, serial killer stuff. And it's like okay, but you need <laughs> to like. If you're gonna blend those, you need to be. You need to make the sauce a little more carefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that I don't know. I liked it. I fu- I fucked with it. I thought it was a fucking great action little piece in this. And I, like I said, it tied it all together for me. Like the style in the movie. Like I don't mind scattershot shit. Like obviously, like again, we talked about like. I'll say this. We're gonna. I need to finish this. I, we, yeah. we, we will finish all of this discussion okay. right afterwards. So while she's giving birth. We see flashes of the butcher's face and the brutal murders happening in the other room. Julie cowers behind the couch like a scared animal. In a dark room of the house, we see a massive pile of dirt. A body emerges from it, revealing it to be none other than the butcher himself, piercing eyes and all. The last frame of the film is Martha sitting center frame with the baby in her arms while Felix is resting beside her and Julie is retreating in the corner. Cue the Gregorian monk chants, and that's Megalomaniac. And it... Okay, now you can keep okay. shitting on it. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me open my hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I feel like, it, like, to me, the thing that would have, like, uh, tied it all together would have been if during all of these events, even with, like, the fucking superhero fight scene going on, uh, if if during all of this he had just emerged because we see that like dirt on the second story a couple times throughout the movie, which doesn't make sense because yeah, it's kind of like flash because because yeah, having a um a, like an unfinished dirt floor on in your basement or on in like a room on the ground floor mm-hmm. that makes sense. There's dirt on the ground, but on in the second story that makes no fucking sense. You moved that dirt there, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was ever explained where that was. I, I was just in, I assumed I it was like in the basement. See, I, I think we see like the hallway and we can see the stairs leading down in the hallway and then it like sort of implies that like that's an establishing shot getting us to the the dirt mound. Cuz that cause, well because well, the room itself is just a dark room with the yeah, door and, and, in and the I'm corner. not and I'm there's no I'm it's not, never I'm really not criticizing. I'm saying like that's what makes it like kind of cool is is like you know, this dirt mound was placed so purposefully. Yeah, yeah. That, so it, it's just weird. Yeah, it's just because he does strange. say like, "I've finished my work. Now I can take care of you and the baby." He says it in he he says yeah, it in the yeah, dream, yeah, yeah. and then in yeah. real life he says it too, which which does lead mm. toward lean towards like Austin said. Um, even though the vision we saw of it was not real, was that just like her dreaming about the time he really did fuck her in front of Kitty? You know what I mean? Uh, um, and yeah, just yeah, adding yeah, yeah. these elements to the dream like afterwards. Um, but if if it had at the end been like, okay, all of this was a ritual concluding with this baby's birth to bring him back. And he had like walked down and been a part of these events in some way. To me, that would have like tied mm. everything together. But as it stands... I don't think any of the supernatural stuff was real in any way, including showing him at the end. And ultimately, it just kind of felt like none of that mattered. Like, it feels like if none of that stuff was in the movie, it would have ultimately been the same movie. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, Austin, your rebuttal? <laughs> I, it's 
it's it's not a rebuttal. I just I feel like that room. Oh, then you your agreement with him? <laughs> no, Our I'm a, I'm a centrist. I'm a centrist fence sitter. I'm a dirty liberal fence sitter this episode. Ooh, um, dirty little pulse. <laughs> no, I think I think that room though, that room we brought it up earlier. He says during this movie a few times that oh, there's like three the, main rules. Room. And one of them is don't go in my room. Don't oh, go in this room. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, yeah. she is it's no implied. Okay, it's, yeah, that's and I think that's, that's what that darkness was. Yeah. That was his room when you see his eyes. And like mm. she has this looming sense that she's being watched and she doesn't know why and she feels like she's going insane. And it's again like 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 Chad Fuck said. Fuck me, that's cool. I don't think that there is this actual ritual to bring back a real resurrected megalomaniac, yeah. but I do think it was his work is over by means of she is having the child. She has had the child. His legacy is now going to carry on through the murderous work that he's going to mm. teach this child. And with that, the yeah. megalomaniac yeah, yeah. resurrects again. Um, but yeah, I, I mm. that's what I took from it. But as a movie, like it does just kind of show a shot of a bald man come out of some dirt and then just cut to the end. Mm. I liked it. It looked really cool, but... I wish, again, it, it kind of shown a little more because if even if he's an allegory, just to have more of this character, arguably the coolest looking and most stylized character in the whole movie, and to show him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for like two minutes total, I feel like for this movie, it was very underwhelming in that aspect. But I, I did, if that, if what I took from it was what it was going for, I did like the ending. Yeah, no, I mean, and and you guys are not doing me any disservice by like bringing up these points because I love it makes me love it even more. Mm -hmm. It makes me love well, it, I, all I, of this. I, shit I makes appreciate me love it even that more. you're like, that you know you're very that you're comfortable with that. You know, not not a lot of people are able to to have am, these I, conversations among no. friends and not have any ruffled feathers you know no it's not like i don't have any qualms about it it's not you know what i mean like it, it's all that's the point of this show is the the fact that we're supposed to bring up other points of view you know it's all supposed to be art is subjective and that's the reason why we're having these conversations and i again i like i love that even when austin was watching this that like he could tell he's like oh this is very much a joey pick like it feels like that i was just like oh that's it's funny too because it's like I don't know like movies like this help me cement the fact that I do have a certain taste, you know, and like it it helps like we we notice the styles in our picks now, and that's really interesting. The fact that we've been doing this for so long that we can already say that oh yeah, that's a Chad pick, that's yeah. a Joey pick. They're all very <laughs> typecasted you know, personalities. Our movie taste. It's it's yeah. it's funny too because yeah. often like that. my my motivation is like. Not only, you know, of course, I want to show a little bit of myself in, like, the, the movies that I'm choosing. But it's also, like, often, like, mm -hmm. I want to impress you guys. You you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, want, like I want you yeah. to walk away and be like, wow, that was really cool. So, like, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, I've experienced it before. When you show someone a movie that you love and they're like, I, it didn't fucking land for me. Or they're more vitriolic about it like I have mm -hmm. been. Uh <laughs> that it's that is kind of tough but you know this is what we've signed up for um 
No, no, it's absolutely again. This is why I love again. I love the conversation. I genuinely love. It's interesting because like something that I love so much, I can you know. There's for anyone I'm saying with anything, you get rose tinted glasses about it. You know sometimes, and and so I think like being reminded about other things that you know you might have missed in your initial viewing. I think that's important too because it grounds you and like. For me, it cemented my opinion about this movie that I love it so much because of the fact that it's so out there and wacky with the like the concepts that it was actually like going for and like the things that it attempted and like pulled off. I think that was also an interesting conversation to have because again, like you guys pointing out the fact that it didn't work for you because they did ABC. I realize, oh shit, that's why it worked mm. for me. <laughs> you know, like it's it's an interesting, you know, conversation either way. It's, so like, it's, it's kind of like that a regardless. death by degrees thing where it's like I've said before. You know, when I was younger, I could not fuck with any like Lynch or you know any of these like really you know show mm-hmm. not tell mm-hmm. long form like a su- super open ended. <laughs> You know, and and I've become more open minded about it. But for me, it's just like I need some amount of anchoring so that I can go, okay, A, B, C, and D are for sure true. And because I know this is for sure Mm -hmm. true, these other couple things are really ambiguous and it could go this way and it could go that way. It's easier for you to. To, it makes that easier for you to explain. It makes on. it yeah, makes yeah, that conversation sure. fun for me because there's like things pointing to mm-hmm. this, and at yeah, there's like rope, there's threads you can. There's seventeen hundred sure. leads to follow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too many uh, leads. That's what's that happening. There's too you. many leads. <laughs> last last thing on my end before we get into yeah. like ratings and everything. Um, two quick things. First yeah. thing yeah. to to add what you were saying to like. Uh, respecting Joey for for being able to have these conversations that, that that to defend something and just have this fun discussion that doesn't end in like vitriolic ranting. I do have to say thank you to both of you because this has been a very strong exercise on my core, um, like my actual like chest core, because I've been holding back so many like film bro no actuallys. Shut the fuck up, you're wrong. Like I want to get so mad, and then I'm like, bro, it's a movie, it's not that deep. Like, chill, take a breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And normally I'm just like, no, shut the fuck up. No, you don't understand the art, or like you're you're. It's, you're it's, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. And, you guys aren't trying to like uh, get me to like the Snyder cut, so you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God that's, forbid. That's no, one of those objective not. bottom ten percenters for me. Um, <laughs> but as much as like all the supernatural stuff and symbolic stuff didn't like necessarily land for me, I feel like you could have mm-hmm. just shown his face a couple times, taken out all of the other like people and all of that stuff, and then at the end still had him come out, mm-hmm. and I feel like that would have worked a little stronger for me, but I understand that either way, the whole thing is, you know, and and actually now that I'm realizing this, I feel like this says it is at 100% his baby, um, is that he has done, he has done mm. the exact same thing his father did. And now this baby will do the exact same thing that they did. So they have, he has fully resurrected the butcher by doing the five murders dropping them in 15 bags having having this baby with a woman who is a captive to him 
you you know so yeah. like i i it, yeah. it works yeah, yeah, on yeah. some levels that's all i wanted to say so no absolutely i that's what i'm saying and i mean all of that to wrap up your point absolutely like that that's what makes the movie work for me in that aspect is the fact that you there are open-ended things but there's just enough there for me that like I can make up a story that kind of makes sense already with what they're giving me, but like, it's fun to kind of think about the world in this, that it's a little more open, you know, because of dude, like it's, it is really like Lynchian almost at the same time, you know, where there's like so many aspects to like twin peaks. Where you're just like, what the fuck is this universe? Like, it's just so yeah. strange. All right. Well, um, there's no, uh, there's no easy way to do this. Okay, I'll I'll go I'll go uh, first. I'll I'll rip the band-aid off and then maybe Austin will make you feel a little better. <laughs> I think for me, yes. I I kind, I kind of waffled. I wanted, you know, there is a little bit of that vitriol and like that edgy teenager that made me love these movies that that makes me want to be like it's a two. But I think realistically like on a filmmaking level, they did too many things right for me to say that, even though the the plot didn't work for me. Plot isn't the only thing mm -hmm. happening in a movie. So I have to like, you know, the, the visual yep. language was incredible. I think the idea of adapting a real life event into a fully fictional thing is also great. I think the... Yeah handling yeah. of some of the things that women deal with in life and especially the like really ugly fucked up parts like being killed in an alleyway and being raped by a co-worker like it handled those in ways mm -hmm. that like were very realistic very gritty without being edgy and like it it didn't feel like mansplaining, even though it was written by a man. You, you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's interesting. I, I really, mm -hmm. I heard that he has another film called Nocebo that uh, hopefully we'll cover at some point. I want to watch that. Was that yeah. him? I didn't realize that was him. No shit. That's so cool. I actually really liked Nocebo too. Wow. No yeah. shit. Do you, do you think that one will land more for me? That's a, <laughs> I probably yeah that's more of a yeah that's it that's yeah it delves into like body horror and stuff like that too for sure no yeah that one definitely belongs on the show okay. well absolutely well I'm looking forward to that like it's so similar to necromantic no it made me want to see more from from this person even yeah. though it didn't like tickle my fancy absolutely. so all of that ultimately to say I, I think the best I can give it is a three but I really want to see more work from everybody involved in this yeah absolutely Austin. <laughs> um, it's a good thing I went in the middle because I got a lot of bad things to say, but I'm going to try and peter it out <laughs> with a lot of like compliments because there are a lot of compliments. Um, <laughs> this movie, ultimately, it just seems like it wants to be too many things, which is perfectly fine if you can handle that. Like I mentioned earlier, Lady Vengeance does a great job of juggling this, that so many tones and genre shifts of like comedy and thriller and action and heist and in borderline horror, this one seems like it wants to do that yeah. from a story aspect where it's these multiple through lines that just kind of 
for me don't seem to go anywhere ultimately. Um, but but the ideas behind it that set up these through lines, I would really enjoy seeing fleshed out individually in their own projects. They're very good concepts. Um, and in in that's yeah. kind of what it boils down to. It has a great direction. It has great visuals, and and it looks gorgeous. Like like Chad said, the visual language is mm -hmm. phenomenal. But the writing and the pacing of the writing, I just. It, sober me just couldn't couldn't get behind that i couldn't look past it i should say like i can ignore it but ultimately it was kind different of different story last it, night yeah and that's different the thing that was night. not what you exactly. said last exactly. night boy exactly <laughs> exactly no but that's what i mean like my notes reflect on that like just kind of the borderline like ramblings towards the end of it but the visuals kept me so hooked because it's such a gorgeous movie but when you sit down and you pay full attention for yeah. me personally it's just like i i i felt just as lost as i was by the end of this movie when everything was like blurry <laughs> so <laughs> i love it it looks great I would love to put this on on loop and then just play like a really long playlist because I love looking at it, but I don't yeah, think I would yeah, yeah, revisit sure. it and rewatch it as a movie. It, I feel a lot of the mm. same ways I feel about Baskin, which got brought up a few times because I wasn't a big fan of that story wise either. Um, but I love mm. the way it looked. It was fun to like look at. Um, oh yeah. So I that would, didn't that didn't yeah. make it onto the show, I was, but I. <laughs> Amanda said earlier before we started recording, she called it uh, Saint Maud meets Baskin, oh, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is very that was accurate. Great. Yeah, it totally. Was good. It's so totally. Oh uh, yeah. But but yeah. Uh, so what's your rating? Last man? night I was gonna give it, or I would have gave it, you know, like a like a four and a half, almost a five, just because I was so happy with just the stylized version of it. Mm -hmm. But after sitting through it, I'd give it like a like a I'm I'm torn between a three and a half and a four like I feel like a four closer to a four I'm gonna say three and a half closer to a four than it is a three it's like a three and a half plus for all the shit for all the shit that you all have been talking about this thing I mean that's the thing is like ultimately it's it's like when you're listening to uh a um like a rap album from a group or like a band's album, like yeah, like you, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 for sure. There's gonna be points, weak points. Yeah, you could be like, yeah, ah, this sure. bassist isn't really like doing much, but man, this drummer's a fucking ripper. So I'll yeah. listen to this band, mm -hmm. you know, kind of mm -hmm. thing. So it's it's mm -hmm. sort of like that, like uh, you know, not not all the instruments were working for me, but overall, I'm like, man, this kind this this yeah, the yeah, song is kind the, is kind of moving. The project. <laughs> yeah for sure and i mean that being said i uh there's I, like i said i opened up with my love for it i've been spouting it this entire time i truly believe this film is one of the cooler installations into the extremity movement that we've seen in recent years because it does a lot of what it does right it does really fucking right and like i said visually I am going to say that's going to help lean it really heavy for me on these scales because damn, I like I, we brought up earlier. Climax is one of my favorite movies of all time. And there is damn near no fucking plot in that movie whatsoever. It is all visuals and it is meant to be. A and that's vibe. what it comes down to. Like is, it's just is bad. Whether, whether that works for you, you know, I, I, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. That, this is something that used to kill me when I was in high school was like all my friends were really into like, uh, you know, what I guess now would be like Yacht Rock and... Uh, you know like like portugal the man and shit where it's like yeah they're like an indie band but they're like you know yeah um, yeah and they would just constantly be like oh well you haven't heard this song yet that's why you don't like it you haven't heard this song yet that's why you don't like it and i was just like no you like like it's not getting better and uh my brother in christ and i remember like i'd be like nah man like this band sucks and they'd be like you know, you always just say that, like, you know everything and, like, like you know, your opinion is the truth. And I'm just like, you're my friend. I shouldn't have to preface everything with in my opinion. Like, obviously, it's my fucking opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, the one telling yeah. you it. But that, 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 that used to blow yeah, my mind. Yeah, it's yeah, like they, sure. you know, anytime I'd be like, yeah, this, this song sucks or, you know, any any statement along those lines, they'd be like, you know, you don't it's not true just because you're saying it. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm just telling you, like, stop fucking playing this around me. <laughs> How I feel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't play, I don't play metalcore yeah. around everybody, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I know, like, again, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And fuck, like I was telling Austin last night, I don't know how many people would actually go out of their way to go and rent this movie as well because, you know, it's it's not an easy sell by any means. And that's fine, you know what I mean? But, like, I got a lot out of it when I watched it and even Anybody more the second time. Anybody in who's in a band and looking for some ideas for your music video, watch this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, people, I could see me even, like, looping this at a live show and just fucking having this on stage, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I could totally see that. But, um, yeah, all of that amounts to I'm going to give this a solid five out of six. I think it's fucking excellent. I love this movie. I could absolutely watch it again, you know, immediately. Um, you uh, you guys are, you know, again, entitled to your opinions, <laughs> even though they may be <laughs> wrong. But <laughs> Joey, Joey, <laughs> but I love you for Joey. It. I love you anyway. Joey, I yeah. love you. I love you. I say this with love. Um, you don't got to cope so hard. It's okay. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, st- you. <laughs> you gotta stop huffing all this copium, Fuck bro. You. Cope plus hey. ratio plus blocked plus. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I, again, like the movie either works for you or it doesn't, you know, and obviously, like I said, what it does, it does what it does. Well, it does really well. And, and, in the end, you know, that's well, that's all I can fucking hope for. I mean, I love the more obscure, fucking abstract visual shit anyway. I mean, Beyond the Black Rainbow is another one up there. Like, fucking, that's mostly visuals. Mandy is a lot of the, you know what I mean? Like, all of these things lend to the style of this movie being an absolute fucking hit. You know, me, I'll, I'll you know? say this. Like, it took us 44 episodes to get to a movie that we argued about. So I pray that this <laughs> that this goes on long enough that we argue about uh, an- another hundred. Well, I don't. I ultimately, I yeah. think we all kind of we all enjoyed Baskin. We had we had some back and forth, but no, I I loved Baskin. <laughs> Evelyn oh, that's fucking that's right. I'm remembering wrong. I'm remembering wrong because <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no. me and you having drama, but. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let, yeah. let's let's wrap but, it uh, up. The, let's wrap it up, B. Yes. Yeah, we need to, we need to wrap this up because uh, we're jo- we're going over si- time. Sideshow's got so, friends uh, to go hang out with. The weed store is closing for me in thirty yeah. minutes. <laughs> Much cooler than us. We gotta we gotta <laughs> clap this up. We've all got the, we've got cats to get home. All right, to. sir. We've all got cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for sticking around. We are gonna be back next week with oh, so yeah, so uh, in uh, <laughs> in two weeks you're gonna hear us again <laughs> with what the fuck <laughs> ever, bro? Well, you know what? I like it. We're manifesting that weekly schedule eventually that we'd like to go to. That's true. Uh, so right? the the 1983 exactly. body horror masterpiece. Oh, the shit. by David Cronenberg. Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. This is... We're doing a Cronenberg. Jo- yeah, yeah, dude. I'll, I'll, I just have to ask one thing, and it's Joey. Please clear your schedule for this episode because I'm going to take such detailed notes. This movie is a goddamn oof. <laughs> oof <laughs> yeah, out of six. I love fucking... it so much. That's going to be a thick one. I didn't expect this one to be a fucking as thick as it was, but damn, this is a pretty Well, there was an intermission yeah. in the middle, too. <laughs> yeah. We had a, I had to take a you big potty that. break for 20 minutes, so it's okay. Yeah, it was Austin. <laughs> the big, the big yeah. shitter. I took a big sloppy potty break. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll fess up to it. I'll fess up to it. I'm the I big the sandwich. <laughs> it was me okay i did it i'm proud um but anyway let me let let's ride out of this yeah. uh, shame spiral uh thank you guys for listening Absolutely. um you know please rate us five stars on your podcatcher of choice leave a review on uh, apple or itunes yep. even if you don't listen on apple that would really be a huge boost for us um Helps you can find out. us on uh, the socials, Facebook at uh, The Devil's Work Podcast. We're on Instagram as The Devil's Work Pod. Mm-hmm. We're on TikTok as The Devil's Work Podcast. Yep. Uh, shout out to Dylan for holding Taking us down Dylan. over there, uh, cutting together all the videos and yep. promo for us every week. We really appreciate it. Um, you can also reach out to us at The Devil's Work Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we missed. Uh, what we were right about, what we were completely fucking off basis about, and and recommend some movies to us because eventually we're gonna have talked about all the movies yeah, we've we seen. Wanna... Yeah, 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 for sure. So get yeah, let's get some wrecks so, in there. Thank you guys for sticking yeah, around. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun year. This is technically the third calendar year for the pod. We've been around about a year and a half now, um, but hopefully Damn. we're gonna have. Some some good surprises for you guys. Crazy. In- oh yeah, big shit. We got we yeah we got some stuff in the bacon in the oven, in- including you know we- with with a new year. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say including that weekly schedule we're trying to manifest. You know, no promises, but maybe one day. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say with a, <laughs> with with a new year. We always say to email us to send us your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. I want you all to make a resolution mm-hmm. after you hear this episode, everybody that listens to this, 
get mean. You know, we want opinions. Tell me I'm stupid and wrong for thinking the 35-minute mark was an obtuse piece Spit of trash. I want you to insult me, berate me, do everything possible. I want your real All right, opinions. With the kink talk, All right. I we said All right. we won't, we won't It's called dog whistling, Joey. <laughs> I thought we promised nobody tries to use this thing as a vehicle to get off. <laughs> At least yeah, exactly. not until we're getting Patreon money. Uh, <laughs> All right, you guys, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Hey, uh, Late. It's okay to love Bye. your siblings, just not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Can we end this? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we must. Uh, okay.